0: How are you feeling out there? Uh, again, uh, the same way I felt about eight minutes ago when you asked me that same question. Right? I normally do sports. Uh, everything is canceled here for the next couple of days. So what better time to ask the sports guy to come in about five hours normally uh, earlier than he would normally wake up, go stand out in the wind and the snow and the cold, and tell other people not to do the same. I didn't even realize that there was a 3.30 also in the morning. Until today, it's absolutely uh, fantastic, Ryan. You know, I'm used to these evening shows that are only 30 minutes long, and generally on those shows, I'm inside. So, uh, this is a really long show. Tune in for the next couple hours to watch me progressively get crankier and crankier. How do I get that uh, Storm Chaser 7 duty? I I feel like Clint got the uh, better end of that deal. You know, that thing's heated, Um, the outdoors currently is not heated. Well, I'll tell you what, Ryan, I've I've got good news and and I've got bad news. The the good news is that I can still feel my face right now. The bad news is I kind of wish I couldn't. Can I go back to my regular job? I'm pretty sure, Ryan, that you guys added an extra hour to this show just because somebody likes torturing me because compared to two and a half hours ago, it is just getting colder and colder. Live in Waterloo, for the last time this morning, thankfully, I'm Mark Woodley, News Seven, KWWL.
1: <laughs> that is awesome.
2: That is awesome. That is kind of how I felt today. Every time I've walked out of the other house and come over here, it's like, gosh, is it just getting progress? Uh, we're we're actually in the midst of a heat wave today, though. It is all the way up to three degrees in the. <laughs>
1: oh you guys are having colder than we do we're at eight
2: yeah we uh, we started out the morning at negative six with wow. a windshield of about 20 negative 20. okay and, i won't uh, complain
1: anymore then i'm at
3: 95. <laughs> yeah uh,
1: i think we should i think we should all go do the show stro- the show from australia
3: come on down man 95 the water, in the the positive. water, the water is warm trust me <laughs> I got my tan oh. on. I got my. I got my. I got my Hawaiian shirt on. I'm. Uh, here literally, people. Literally loca. It doesn't that, feel like that, Christmas though.
4: Down here, and, pe- people are freaking out because it's like it's like 13 degrees and like it's like that, that's like a serious deal down here. Especially after the rain, people were like, "Oh, the roads are gonna freeze over. It's gonna be really bad." Not too bad.
1: We had snow blowing so hard I could not see like five feet in front of me driving this morning.
3: Yeah, I'm laughing in Canadian right now because like it's like I always laugh when 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 you all Americans get all like freaked out by like an inch of snow and I'm like dude I can't. Oh no. I, snow.
1: I don't get freaked out by it. It's just not fun to drive in when it's when you can't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude.
5: What's up? I'm laughing at all of you right now because I am used to the snow because I'm in New England, but we have 60 degree weather today. So although it is raining, but well, you can't you can't win them all. Yeah, we well, it's weather... gonna be 15 tomorrow. So,
3: we are in the weather portion of the of the of the podcast, folks. P- please bear with. <laughs> we'll... uh,
5: we're all old men.
3: <laughs> yeah, this is this is what we're left with. Like, basically, it's like this, and and talking about kids, like you know, my kid went up. Went, you know, my kid's body training is going going quite well. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. All
2: so,
6: right. so
2: yesterday it was in the 40s, and we went. To, we took. Took my ferret to the vet because she's been a little bit sick, and from the time we got to the vet's office to the time we left, it went from 44 to 14, and then the whole drive home from the vet, we just watched as everything deteriorated. Like 30 mile an hour gusting wind, and like snow, like the real like thin sticky snow that makes everything slick as shit. Uh, like it, it got. It got yeah. bad really quick, and then it's just been miserable all day today.
3: Where are you? Where, just remind me where you're at. Are you in the Carolinas or
2: uh Southern Indiana?
3: Southern Indiana, okay. Roll Tide. Is that accurate? I don't know. I, I just. I try to. I try <laughs> that, to talk about
5: <laughs> Southern Indiana, I believe there is nothing. I don't know. It's. It's basically Kentucky. <laughs> uh, yes,
2: this is, this is Kentucky North. Yeah.
3: All I know is like Hoosiers. That's that's my only point of reference. That's that's it.
2: Yes, that's uh There are a lot of, lot of Hoosier fans around here. Also, a surprisingly, I
4: bet the Hoosiers suck now.
2: Like, like they, surprisingly they high players. number of Purdue fans around here too. Which I, I mean, I guess Purdue is technically just a couple hours up the road, but mm-hmm. like.
4: A whole lot of Purdue fans around here. Well, yeah the, the, their program has been getting better. like the the Purdue basketball program has been getting better over over the past few years. So they're ranked number one right
5: now. They're undefeated. Yeah. I will tell you they're not actually the best team.
4: No I, honestly i'm yep, I'm, no surprised, I'm surprised Auburn even even cracked the top twenty five. like it, like both Auburn and Alabama were both ranked top twenty five, I think th- this season. Auburn. So some point.
5: Yeah. Uh Alabama, yeah, they have a really good basketball team uh recently. And Auburn also pretty good. Yeah.
2: Bruce Burrow has a way of whether it's um uh, legal or not, he has a way of recruiting really good <laughs>
4: <teams>. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, now it's now it would be legal with the with the uh what what is it? Uh what, the, what do they call it? The transfer I- portal
2: and the uh, the well, uh yeah, name like can- likeness stuff
4: yeah name likeless stuff yeah well they can they can't pay for it. so I mean, it, it doesn't matter at this point now now, you know just let them let them get signed. It, who cares? you know
3: I mean, it's a, it's a strong it's a strong argument for bringing back slavery because I mean, imagine imagine the sports teams we could have with a little bit of legalized <laughs> slavery. I mean, just some slave stock right away, like within with, within one generation, my friends. We could have some really amazing television. I'll, I'll, it's all I'm, I'm I'm just, well, I'm putting it out there. I think, we I think Who,
1: who it was who was, who was the uh, who was the guy that said that was slavery? Was that uh, oh uh, the washed-up quarterback? I can't think. Of random it was bl- Kaepernick. random bl- Kaepernick. Yeah, Kaepernick.
4: Kaepernick. Kaepernick, Kaepernick, Kaepernick.
5: Kaepernick. 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 Yeah, yeah, Sounds about
4: right.
1: He said it was like he said it was akin to slavery, and it was like,
5: look, I. I think that uh, college athletes should be paid. Like, why not? It it will incentivize them to play better. Like, it might actually – there's a potential it could even the playing field to some extent, although I guess maybe not because you got, like, the – what's up, Spud? Because you got, uh, you know, like, the the largest schools probably would still – you know, they're getting the most funding from the government, so I guess it would still probably be fucked up. But
2: Well, I mean, then you look at college football this year and, like, a team like Texas A&M that's – what what
4: they spend one hundred ten million on their team and did nothing. I uh, same. Well, so yeah. so I, what I, what I always envisioned it being like the 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 name and likeness stuff. The way I know, always envisioned it being is it could be a way for the schools to raise funding, like you know, so, so that that way. So like in in like competitive gaming, the, the, you know, like esports stuff. What they do is they have their, the professional teams. You know, the, the players do their own thing like they have their own streams and they make their own money but what what they do is they have to give a cut back to the organization and i, I think that's that i thought that would be how the model would go and it would it would you know prevent a lot of the sort of mooching that a lot of the, the you know the, the schools do but
3: no matter what, it's still better than the actual than than soccer system. Do you know what the soccer. Is like? So so Argentina just won the World Cup, right? And Messi is the is a big is a big name. You yeah. know that Messi was picked up by Bar- by Barcelona uh, when he was ten years old. He was scouted out, and the, Messi had a whole bunch of physical problems. He, was, he had a curvature in his spine. They figured he would never actually grow past a certain point.
5: Well, he's five Barcelona- seven. Yeah, he's short.
3: Yeah, well, he's actually going to be even shorter. He's going to be like a like a midget. And, uh, or a little person, whatever the piece, whatever. You want, you <laughs> um, a
5: dwarf. Know,
3: yeah. Fucking retarded. And, and so he uh, physically retarded. And they spent millions on, on at that time, really advanced techniques to actually stretch his body and correct his spine. So that they could turn him into this, this soccer superstar at 10 years old <laughs> like so, and no one talks about it. it's 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 openly known right it's, it's it's you can go to wikipedia it's 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 on there and no one talks about how hey isn't that kind of weird that they're just recruiting 10 year olds to be like soccer people and yeah. channeling them into the system and apparently that's yeah now were- well, they, laws, they, uh, they're
5: recording uh you trans, know they so
4: well, they, they do the same with uh, baseball in the D- Dominican Republic and, and, and those kind of places. Like the, the if they they scout, they find the good talent and they funnel them into the programs so that these Dominican Republican kids like they, they can be they can be superstars. And that's that's why in the MLB you have so many good kids coming from the Dominican Republic because they're basically grooming them to be the you know the star players because they can do that.
5: Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is it really grooming? It depends what they're doing to them, I guess. Like, I don't know. They're
4: well, they're, they're, they just fast track well, them. they're definitely
3: molesting like... them. I mean, come on.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs>
1: they take them <laughs> to Epstein the Island.
4: It's like, well, yeah. It's, how you, it's, it's, how that,
1: do,
5: that's how you, you know, handle balls.
3: Like, that's, how do you that, handle the balls? Yeah,
5: that's why all the best baseball players are Caribbean.
3: So if they did they're pay
5: they're
1: college football. athletes, do you think they would unionize them then? Oh, who knows? Ooh. Because they would have to unionize them at that point.
3: Yeah. Or they would have representation. They don't even have to. You don't even have to unionize. Them. I, guess, I mean, uh, yeah, also all they'll, major they'll make, they'll make are no...
1: unionized, though. So they would they would do it because the the unions can't pass up on that money. Yeah,
5: well, they're they not... would be like a players' union. There might already be one. I don't even know.
3: Co- I'm sure, I they, I'm sure see... they have something. I mean, I can't sure they have see the NCAA
5: allowing
2: the co- the collegiate athletes to unionize in any. Meaningful way, because yeah. because you have the the players that are actually valuable, the, the ones that actually put put butts in seats and bring in money. Like those are the ones that are getting paid. The you know the fifteenth guy on the bench uh, for North Dakota State is not getting paid the same as Oscar shiway or something. Which actually that's interesting. Uh, like Oscar shiway is a they, uh, is an international student. Uh, so he, because of his visa, is not actually allowed to get paid during the season. So he has to like he has to do it something different than like any uh, like name and likeness money that he makes. It has to be done in the off season, and he has to it has to be filed in a certain way because he's not a uh, or because he's a uh, an international player here on a visa. Like there, there are a lot of really weird rules that go into the whole players getting paid stuff Uh, um so what indica jedi says is couldn't you say that the the athletes get paid since they get a scholarship like that was always my argument against paying athletes was i i was i went to school on a on a athletic scholarship Mm -hmm. i never wanted for anything you had a meal plan that was included in your scholarship all of your books tuition all of that stuff is included in your scholarship you get per diem every week Every game, uh, if you have to be on campus when campus is otherwise closed, like during winter break, like this, or during spring break, or whatever, you get per diem for every day that you're on campus.
4: Like, I mean,
1: so if you're at a, if you're at a, I forget, I don't know what the levels of the colleges are, but if you're at like a Michigan, then that's what D1. sixty seventy thousand dollars a year
2: for the scholarship itself. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, think about it because your room oh, and board. Yeah. Classes.
2: I mean, no. Let's not let's not pretend that you know, like all of these student athletes are using that scholarship. Like they're not there to go to class. Yeah. But the ones that are, the I mean, yeah, that's a huge uh, that's a huge benefit. I mean,
7: benefit. I I mean, mean it for, makes for, sense for if school.
3: will oh, go on. Sorry, uh, two, two seconds. It makes sense if the if the degree is worth a damn. But if you're coming out of out of college and, and still not be able to get a job for any for any lick of money, then and what's then yeah okay fine you got paid by your scholarship but you're oh, your like
4: Shaq like Shaq getting a business degree and then like after he get, got done with the MBA or whatever like he was able to use his business degree to make you know like you know make his own businesses and stuff like that like that's yeah. useful but like or was it just Shaq because he's so
5: massively much... famous and he right he, he can just do whatever he wants he has all these advertising uh you know he's got the sponsorships whatever he's Uh, I think he's still a TNT NBA analyst. Like, he can just do whatever he wants.
3: You don't need a business degree to get so wealthy that you just hire other people to handle your business.
1: (laughs) I mean, think about it, too. Like, you have everybody throwing, like, hey, let's, we're going to have these shoes named after you. We're going to have this hot sauce named after you, like everything. Right. So he, like, it's literally just going, okay, how much you give me to do that? Okay, let's do it can you At imagine that that's
3: the defense that's the defense like I spent I spent a hundred thousand dollars getting this this uh this e- this econ degree to, to to understand that I should just hire an accountant oh well wow. <laughs> yeah. fantastic
1: a lawyer and an accountant
3: H&R Block man motherfuckers it's, 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 a, it's a quick Google search <laughs> <laughs> I just saved you a hundred grand thank you you're welcome
2: I remember there was one I can't remember where he played it was like Ohio State or somewhere that said that he wanted to take his girlfriend mm-hmm. out uh, for dinner one weekend, but he didn't have money. It's like, that you're full of shit. Um, I went to fucking Murray State and I never, I was never hurting for money. Like all, all of my stuff was paid for. I got per diem every week. Like I didn't even yeah. play. I was manager for the women's team and I never hurt for money. Like
0: you are full
2: of
5: shit. <laughs> yeah. Is that in Tennessee or Kentucky? Kentucky. All
3: right. Well, that's like, the, I, I tweeted this out this week. Uh, where like people are saying, you know, it's too expensive to have children. I'm like, if you can afford rent and food, you can afford a kid. That's that's it. Everything else is just extras. It's yeah. it's your you're keeping of the Joneses at some point. But I mean, this this little unit, she just eats what we eat. Like it's not it's not a special. <laughs> you don't have to like. Go into the hole feeding and she's and she's she's tiny, she doesn't eat that much. (laughs) People don't live within their their means.
2: Like that's the biggest problem with society these days is nobody lives within their means. I saw a uh, Twitter poll that was like, How much money do you need to be comfortable? I was like, it doesn't matter, like whatever I make is how much I'll be comfortable with. I've (laughs) I make six figures now and at one point I made eleven dollars an hour. I was comfortable and never missed a bill at either point, like.
3: You it's, adjust,
6: yeah. Right, right.
2: Your level of comfort should be whatever it is that you're making. You you make your life work for what your income is. Not try to uh, not try to find some new income or demand that you get equal pay because you can't afford all this dumb yeah. shit. Like.
4: Yeah, heard- I, th- I think it's more of just people just want to be out of sort of the, the 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 rat race. Like it's 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 the mm. cycle, never ending cycle. Like that's more of what people are upset by, and yeah. and that's necessarily their fault. It's a lot of it's you know poor management and poor business. Like uh, you know, acumen. Like the, the the managers aren't setting up, you know, for, to have the right amount of people or whatever. So s- someone's having to you know s- scrub toilets at a.m. and they've been there you know working 70 hours a week and you know th- that that's just sort of the thing that they want to escape they're like and you can do other things to do that like you, can, you know get other skills and these kind of things and that, that's important but it's just like that that's sort of this the, the want and, that people have and, and you know it's not always afforded to everyone in the same way.
1: Now I'm going to I'm going to go with what Justin said because I think you're right on that. People just live so far outside of their means. Like the people that go out to eat for every single meal, you know, they have they have a $500 car payment, they're paying $1500 for rent, and then they wonder yeah. why they can't afford anything. It's like, well, maybe if you'd not spend Twelve dollars, fifteen dollars a meal, and ten dollars on Starbucks every morning. Maybe you could afford some shit. Yeah. there was
3: a there was a good Twitter uh, thread about this recently where uh, I forget who posts uh, so, this. something of Sherwood, a camera's his mutual fall. Sorry, man, if you're watching this. Uh, but he basically just listened to like, hey, you know, a lot of people are saying that they want to they want the same things as as a, as a middle class person in the '90s, and it's like you're not living like a nine like a middle class person in the '90s. Like they didn't have. Cell phones. They didn't have all these other, all these other other things. If you want to live like that, you totally can right now. Just manage your money like someone in the '90s, where you didn't go on vacations, and if you did, it was like once a year. And you know, you didn't tend to buy a lot of stuff. You rented it. You know, you it, it's, it's it's the uh, you'll own nothing and be happy model. Well, yeah, we used to do that. Like blockbuster well, was a thing, and everything <laughs> is
1: and, and everything's subscription nowadays. It's like you know, your cable bill was 140 bucks, but you're Subscriptions, all your stuffs, two hundred and fifty now. Yes, but that's like, yeah.
2: and you see the people who complain the most about how they're always broke, don't have money for anything, yada yada yada. They also have the most recent iPhone and mm-hmm. a three hundred dollar a month cell phone bill for all of their stuff that they could probably do with it. I mean, everything. Honestly, I could cancel everything that I have on this thing and just have it do calls and text and just use this whenever I need stuff, you know, like I'm never away from a computer. If I'm at work, I have a computer that I can access everything that I need all the time. If I'm here, I could, I have a, I have a computer that I can access everything that I need all the time. Like it's only handy to have all of that stuff attached to this thing in my hand all the time, because I want to listen to not the radio when I'm driving, or I want to like, be sitting at the vet's office talking to y'all on Twitter and doing other stuff instead of like actually paying attention to what's going on in my life. Like you can easily, if you can't afford like something that you want, there are things that you could cut out that you don't need, but I mean, nobody's yeah. nobody's willing to have that conversation.
5: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think in the nineties we were, Closer to communism, if that's what Jason yeah. was, uh, you know, kind of implying <laughs> yeah. there. I think that people are just more responsible back then.
3: I'm not. I'm not implying that at all. I Again, mean, I was just referring to that thread. Is that? Is yeah. that? Is like you can go live in a in a low uh, in a lower cost society. You 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 can do that right now. Like there's nothing preventing you from cutting your costs out and. And being managing your money in a better way, and then all of a sudden you'll have all this surplus money that you didn't. Yeah. So it's, it's a counter. It's a it's a it's a counter narrative to the whole kids are expensive thing. It's like they're not expensive. You're you're just you just suck at money. Or to, to bring Gerard into, into into the into the conversation, it's like you, what you're doing is being you're you're entering a, a mimetic rivalry where you're competing against your neighbors and saying, oh well, I, he has a new car, I need the new car. Mm-hmm. Or so and so has a new phone, I need the new phone. Like why? Well, And Justin and I were talking about this before the stream started. It's like if you uh, you cornered AOC or whoever, right, and asked them questions like, okay, why do you think this? Like, where did this idea come from? Is it you? Did you spontaneously create this idea? Or are you repeating something somewhere? And when you get to that point, you're like, okay, well, then why are you repeating it? Like, this isn't your thought. You don't, you don't own it. It's, why are you, why are you defending it? Like, like as, as if it was your own. It's not. You know, you don't even have, you don't even understand where your desires come from because they're not from you. They're from something else, and you're chasing that desire even though it's putting you in massive debt, and then complaining about it, So well, "This is unfair." It's like, no, you're a fucking idiot. Like, it's not unfair. You're just stupid, and that's fine, but own but you don't have to be stupid <laughs> you can do something about that like
4: well i, I do think that the the you know in america the american system it is incentivized to make sure that people are in debt and that's part of like there's like this whole credit economy and the bank the banks profit on on the fact that that there are people in debt uh that they that's why they want mm-hmm. you to completely be in debt at all times mm-hmm. uh they want you to to get a loan they want you to have four cards and, and max them all out and always be owing one of the banks uh, that, that that's their sort of model of system. Yeah. And they, they yeah. bake that into the education system. And we're only just now kind of figuring out like, okay, well, we need to not ha- have this kind of, cause this has very bad implications. And that's why like Tennessee, I think is, is mm-hmm. the top leading uh, in, in financial education for students or in Florida's trying, mm-hmm. you know, Uh, DeSantis is trying to come up with that because he's trying to, you know, instill some of that into into the Florida schools as well.
5: Yeah. And and that's, uh, the incentives get shifted in that direction when you have, uh, the Federal Reserve keeping interest rates extremely low all the time. There's incentivizing constant borrowing and not enough saving. Mm -hmm.
4: And and, and and that's that's why, like, like that's why, like, the whenever, like, some people were like complaining about the interest rates being raised and, like, especially you know like Elon Musk is complaining cuz 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 Tesla isn't going to make money in a higher interest rate environment obviously cuz no one's going to take a high interest rate loan on a car. No,
1: people still it. will. Mm.
4: They will, they will. People, they will, people, people
1: but, will still um, do it. Look at look at look at the buying houses now. I, I work at a dealership. We're selling cars like crazy still. Like we can't keep shit in stock. We're selling $90,000 GMC pickup trucks on a daily basis. Yeah. That's crazy. And they're putting down five thousand dollars. They're having seven hundred to twelve hundred dollars payments. The wow.
3: desire incentive does not stop. It, mm. it cannot stop. It's ingrained in us. We're okay, memetic, so right? on that.
2: What's the deal with the housing market then? Because you always see the like the millennials complain that well we can't buy houses. So I'm uh, I'm thirty eight at this point in my life. I've bought and sold eight. I think uh,
3: you live in Indiana, sir.
2: Well. OK, I can when I moved here, I had the option of looking at houses in Evansville or getting out of the city and finding houses like out in the country. You could get the same or more house for considerably less money if you go out in the country. Yeah. But for some reason, these morons keep talking about they can't buy houses because they can't afford it. And well, that's spend because all they of want to, be money next on to, the to live in the city. Yeah, that's because they want to pay
1: $3,000 a month for a one bedroom apartment Mm. and be next to Starbucks and walk to work. So, I mean, like, they're they're they think that they have to do that when they don't have to do that. It's like, well, if you didn't have a $3,000 a month payment on your one bedroom apartment and you had a job that paid you half as much, you could still have you could have a really nice house out in the middle of nowhere.
6: Yeah.
1: And they choose they choose not to do it. You know, my wife and I, we were in and out of Brooklyn. We couldn't find a place for under. It was under four grand at that point. Couldn't find a two bedroom for under four thousand dollars. Jeez. In yeah, that, that was and that was a, in a shithole apartment that had like roaches and the whole bit. I mean, it was just gross. But four, four to five thousand a month was the average payment for that.
6: Yeah.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I pay less than a thousand on my mortgage a, a month. So, like that, that to to me, like when 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 these people are saying like, you, you know, like I'm paying you know three 000, four thousand to to live in a you know one one you know bedroom apartment, it's like why why would you do that whenever you can you, know, you have the options to to choose not to, and, and I think it's you know like you said it's just a proximity thing of they they just don't they want the convenience and they, they can't mm-hmm. they can't sit there and yeah. and have that pressure on them to to drive. I mean, I was I was driving an hour and a half to work for for like a year there. I was, I was sitting there, and I was just like, "What, well, doing this?" But bills got paid, and you know, stuff's got to, go, you know. Then I'll finally got to work now that you can work from home it's like what you know what's what's your excuse now like you can work from home like if you if you yeah. if you have the skills necessary you can just work from home just get somewhere. well that's really been cheap. the big
3: that's been the big right. game changer though right and i think mm-hmm. we're going to see a lot more people go rural uh from an urban society uh because now it's not sacrificial it's or it's not as much as of a sacrifice as it was yeah uh, you know i, I mean i live down in buttfuck nowhere australia uh, coming from uh, from Montreal, so I came from, and I was a city kid my entire life. So trust me, it's a, it's a change. Um, you adapt, but it's it's still I miss stuff. Like I miss being able to walk to the corner store and not drive <laughs> yeah. know, like twenty minutes. Um, but it, and, and there's other things that you know uh, that you miss. But at, at the same time, it's just it's a better quality of life, and it's a better, way better quality of life for my daughter. Except when you start seeing urban stuff creep in to uh into this area because because you're not isolated like no one there's this idea that you can isolate somehow uh from the rest of society and it, if, right, if you want to yeah. go uncle ted go for it but like everything else besides that you're you're in, you're in this right and you're either in yeah. it to win it or you're or you're in denial so uh it, it's i i mean i'm guilty of, of, of telling people like get out of the cities and go to the country and then now i'm looking at going. Look, if you can, great. If if you're up for it, fine. But but Mm -hmm. don't get romantic about it. It's it's the same problems. Like yeah,
5: although humans need social interaction as well, though. Like we're social creatures, which I think has all. That's also one of the reasons why people tend to gravitate towards cities.
2: The really fun thing about growing up incredibly rurally is I never missed human interaction. I. There's, yeah we have, we may like currently we live way outside of town. We're we're not near anything. The closest little town is Petersburg, Indiana, and it's, I mean, it's a drive-through hole in the wall. Like there's yeah.
6: there's a subway
2: and two gas stations and a liquor store. Uh, that's it. So like you know we are out. In the we state. live
3: by the dump with Mad Max Chicken Head. Just
2: <laughs> live in the hut. Everybody the hut. out here. Everybody out here for a mile radius has goats or chickens or a garden or, like, everybody's got dogs outside. Like, we have neighbors, though, and the my stepdaughter, we had lived here for, shit, I don't know, two weeks. She had already made three friends with all the little kids who come from a half mile around and all go walk down to the same bus stop. Like, nice. like we don't lack for social interaction, even with being as removed from society yeah, yeah, as right. what we are. Like,
4: well, it's, yeah. Well, it's I mean, I remember, I remember, like uh, a lot of the people. What that, what we would do is, you know, people would have like bonfires and they would just get together and, you know, they would. I mean, you're just burning stuff and and sitting there and you know having a drink or whatever, and people would people just hang out. That's, that's kind of like the the social gathering. Uh, You know, in the rural area, like that's, you know, but but we, 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 we didn't have, you know, we didn't have any problem dealing with it. It's just like that, that was like, it was, it was a different kind of social interaction. It's not the, not the, not the big grandiose of, of like going, sitting, sitting in the bar and, you know, hanging around and all this kind of stuff. It's just very, you know, more of a close knit kind of thing.
1: With all the messed up things that COVID did bring, I think the best thing it did a couple of the really good things that it did is it showed us that we don't have to live in the cities. You oh, yeah. don't have to, you I mean yeah. you could live, you could work remote. I think that's where they, I think that's one of the things that they really screwed up on is that they allowed the remote working and I think that really opened up a door and yeah. I think that's going to, I think that's going to backfire on them more than they understand.
2: Well, that's why you see some mm-hmm. companies now starting to try to
4: pull them back, come
2: back and reinforce, uh, you have to come to the office to
4: work, but but they opened yeah. that they 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 left that cat out of the bag and that now it's it's never going back. like the I, yeah. I, I mean, think there, I like think there
1: buildings try. all over the place, all over the place being sold for nothing. I right say, have
2: y'all seen the video? there's a video that's that went around on Twitter a couple months ago, and it was it was some chick that was like, uh, the company is requiring people to come back to the office. so here I am. and she's like walking around the office with her phone recording. Like, there's nobody else there. Like, nobody else mm-hmm. came back. They're, they are requiring people to come back, and people just aren't doing it. They're like, no, you, you proved that it, there's no reason for us to be there. Why the yeah. fuck are we going to do that?
6: Yeah,
4: that's well, awesome. Well, I mean, especially for like a job like mine, like w- w- co- coding stuff, like writing a website, like, th- there is literally no reason for me to go sit physically with, you know, unless they're, they're, there's some proprietary thing that they actually don't need everybody else to know about. I mean, there, there's no reason for me to actually go sit in an office. Mm-hmm. Hey, I also do software. That's awesome. Yeah, Which, what what kind of stuff do you work on? Uh, application development,
5: web apps, pretty much.
4: Yeah. See, I I do stuff in .dot uh, NET, basically. For uh, that, yeah. that kind of... I do Java and
5: like the typical like HTML front end stack.
4: Bunch
1: of nerds. Yeah. <laughs> The nerds that make good money.
4: Yep.
5: Yeah, and we are required to be back in the office at this point, so that sucks. And and um, they never uh, they never fi- they tried they were gonna fire me uh, for not getting vaccinated, and then when the Supreme Court blocked the mandate, they were like, "You have to come back to the office now," and I'm like but I was just banned from the office. (laughs) That was an interesting time. Like exactly a year ago, I was banned from the office, but uh, like the bars were still open and stuff because I'm in Boston and they didn't implement like the actual uh, like vaccine mandate. Like that didn't come in until February and it only lasted like a month. So there was a period of time in like December where there were some places, mostly music venues and stuff like that where, Enforcing vaccine mandates even without the government doing it, but like the bars and restaurants couldn't afford to do it because their margins are so slim. So there's a period of time where it's just like I'm going it's all like- these bars. It's like Josh Smith was up here uh, for the uh, like mass libertarian convention or whatever it was. We're going out to these bars. So I'm just at like packed bars and I'm like, I could run into a coworker right now and I'm banned from the office. But I could just go to all these bars. Totally makes sense. That's
2: there was funny. a lot of logic involved in all of that decision making, obviously.
1: Yeah, it was all it was all logic and science, right? Yep.
2: They thought that through really well. Yeah. I guess I was lucky. Uh the industry I've talked about it previously I don't remember if it was on the show or on the morning show but luckily the pre, the industry that I'm in uh they were really hoping that the vaccine mandate did not pass uh, and did not actually make it into into application because at the time the company-wide uh across the entire globe was like under 40 percent vaccination and oh. most U.S. facilities were under 10%. I know ours, where I work, is less than 10%. And wow. literally everybody on my shift, like everybody that, that reports to me, we were talking about it as it was approaching. And they were like, so are we all going to walk out? Or are we just going to keep showing up until they tell us we can't show up anymore? Like, right. we were, everybody on our shift was prepared to either quit or get fired. Yeah. And that like that was those were serious conversations we were having in like pre-shift meeting was okay when this happens are we going to just keep working until they kick us out or are we all going to like walk out together like how are we going to how are we going to do this like they they our company had no interest in that thing going into going into effect because they were going to lose probably 60 to 70% of the workforce just right off the yeah. top
1: yeah where i'm at now there was close to 60% so they would walk out if they that came down and it just it just went away nobody's talked about it ever again and our hr person is a complete like leftist cov idiot like every you know she's got a picture of obama in her office and the whole (laughs) bit and everybody else i work with is pretty hardcore republican or libertarian i mean it's it's pretty funny because she's one of the very few well, and she's, she's HR. HR. Yeah, she's that's HR. So. That's what
4: happens. That's what happens. They infiltrate the HR, and then they just run the company. So yeah, that's why I keep trying to get my
2: wife to play my yes. show and the morning show in the office, because she's in HR, and she she's on board with me on all this stuff. But I know there's other blue hair weirdos in that office that they need mm. to hear the shit that I'm talking about. I'm like, just, just play it real quiet, where they yeah. hear just enough of it that they're like, wait, what are you listening to?
5: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one at my whole company that didn't get vaccinated. And we have probably somewhere in the 70s, 70-something people. I'm almost positive I'm the only one. So they were just like, they were refusing to uh, do anything with my uh, attempt at like a religious exemption. I couldn't even get a medical exemption because the medical industry up here is in such a bad state that like my doctor was just like, I'm not going to even like entertainment I'm not even yeah. gonna talk about it. Yeah, because I think he would lose his license. I'm like, this is pretty fucked because I have pretty valid uh medical exemptions. Like I have history of blood clots stroke, uh seizures. Like, there's no way I'm getting this thing. And I've had you were no- the you
1: were the you were the person they wanted to have it the most then.
5: I see that yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah, and like, and I've had COVID like numerous and times. Like just often, like, 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 they, yeah. like, they're like,
1: he won't last long. We'll give it to him. <laughs>
3: you're, <laughs> well, you're you're yeah. a wealth of test data. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. We've,
5: we've had uh, a couple of people. They're, they're uh, rubbing their hands together. <laughs> yeah, a couple of people I work with have had uh, uh, like what I'm pretty sure are reactions to the vaccine. And one of them happened, I guess, earlier this year, and I didn't even know about it until he mentioned it because another guy. And my company was just gone for like a month, and I didn't even know why. And he just came back, and it was the first I was hearing about it. He seems like he's totally fine, but he was like – he was hospitalized for a month or something. He, I think he was like in a coma for a little while. Oh, and I'm, he, He's even saying that he thinks that it is related to the vaccine and that people at Mass General Hospital or whatever, uh, even the doctors there were saying they think it was the vaccine at this point, and they were seeing like a few other people uh, having – Similar symptoms, and it's like this is a guy who's like in his 20s, and it's like this weird, like, type of uh, Guillain Barre syndrome, I guess, where he was he just like woke up totally paralyzed or something oh to that gosh. effect. Yeah.
4: And it's so, something so, that you know, like, so so whatever, Pfizer, like Pfizer just came
5: out to and people of that
4: age, like, Pfizer just came out and basically admitted, like, hey, it, it does cause you know, it does these cause do problems. Effects. These, these, are, are, yeah. these are the you- things.
1: Did you guys see the video that, I don't know who, who did it or where it was at, but I saw it, it was going around now. It's like, um, it says like, you know, hundred percent against the vaccine, 99, 98, 97. There's a video of like all the headlines and it's going down and down and down. It was like the last one was 15%. Oh yeah. And how it
5: effective is, it is.
1: Yeah. How effective it is. But I mean, it, there's probably 30 clips. Yeah, of like it of of it just going down and then the headlines and going down and going down and going down. Did you guys? Has anybody ever seen or heard anything about that one nurse in the very beginning, the very first person to get the shot, and she passed out on screen and never was seen from again? You remember that one?
4: The Astrazeneca one? No, it was
1: it was like it was in the early days of 2020, and it was. She they showed her getting the shot and everything, and she's up there talking. All of a sudden she just passes out.
5: So this was like before it was even like publicly available, or?
1: yeah, yeah, and then she passed out, and then there was a whole there was a page about it on Facebook that got taken down because they were saying like the nurse the nurse came back and said I'm fine, but it was it looked totally like a different woman, like her eyes were different length apart from the... It Just was like pretty Joe crazy, man. So it was it a room. really good rabbit hole, but I've never seen anything against it about that again. I mean, but I'm not on Facebook anymore, so...
3: It, it, it would be great if it was a trans man who took her place. And said, I'm fine now.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you bigot. These, these people are
2: all I always man. had this penis. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's
4: actually this
1: way. You should yeah. look... The, Find that video. I'm curious if that's still up anywhere.
4: I, I bet they don't let it I bet they don't let it show up anywhere. So, so Jason and I were talking
5: about it before before we started, like
4: I see nurse about, like, who fainted after
5: COVID vaccine is, uh, did not die.
1: Yeah, yeah, because everybody was saying she was dead because the, the body double that came out later
3: didn't look oh, like her or sound like her at gone. all. Um, calm down down, you bigot she didn't die die. okay she just (laughs) she's terminally ill it's we're sending her to Canada for treatment that's all you need to know stop (laughs) it (sighs) anti-semites
4: she's gonna get medically assisted death for anybody
2: who's who's watching live be sure to tune into my Monday episode uh where I actually go into that and look at a really tragic story about a guy that uh Voluntarily took the option for medically assisted suicide in Canada because
3: uh, basically we call it we call it made sir.
2: Yeah, uh, I know that's, that's not, it's in the title so, of the episode. Oh my so, gosh, like
4: that's terrible. You I mean gender
5: reassignment?
4: <laughs> no life reassignment. That's what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're re- you're being reassigned from life to death. That's well, this video is this this right? getting flagged. <laughs> no, a pipeline, right?
3: If if well, if, yeah. if your diagnosis transgender, but you don't, but you disagree with the diagnosis, you must be mentally ill. And if you're mentally ill in Canada, well, there's a treatment for that. Yeah, it's permanent. Yeah. Uh, don't worry, <laughs> we'll take care of that completely for you. <laughs> do you want me to share this video? I,
5: I think I found a video of this nurse. Absolutely.
3: Right. Please, that'll
1: be fun. If,
2: I'm this is getting if, taken down anyway. So let's this is it. the right
5: one, I don't know. But <laughs> this is what I got right here. I better this. take
1: my name off here, so I don't get. I think this is actually. Yeah, sir. That's People's
6: her. Report, but, right, Meanwhile,
7: we're seeing different reactions to the vaccine. A lot of people talking about this one. Take a look. One nurse in Tennessee fainted on a live
0: broadcast after getting the Pfizer shot. Doctors say it's not uncommon for people to have that reaction. And minutes later, she was back on her feet. That nurse was says she, she feels confident that her vaccine back
1: on her feet
0: correctly.
5: So that was it?
7: Yeah, yeah that was her. Yeah. That was so her.
2: There has never been a, a follow up on her that um
1: there was a whole page about her on Facebook gosh, that got yeah. nuked. There was one of the times I got nuked during that.
2: Well, there was another one here in Indiana that um, it effectively caused her to have Bell's palsy. Like she had or, Oh,
1: I remember that video of her like half her yeah. Yeah, like well, half her the, face was paralyzed
2: Canadian. and she couldn't like she couldn't walk and stuff. Um have you, have you and uh, seen every the time actress
1: one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: but like every time that chick started a new Facebook account, they would nuke it. Like they just they wouldn't let her exist on Facebook. Like <clears throat> to my knowledge, she still isn't better. Like there's not a, they can't.
1: So how much do you think the FBI paid Facebook to take that down?
5: <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> this uh, her, her name is Tiffany Dover apparently, and I don't know. It looks like people don't even agree on whether or not she's still alive. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, she never technically showed back up to work after that. So, mm-hmm. there's people that work in that hospital said she never showed back up to work.
3: That'd be crazy if she's like permanently replaced by a body double in her panties. Like, um, yeah. you're not, you're not my daughter. Yes, the,
4: I am. The government. Like, <laughs> I, was, I, <laughs> planned, I showed up.
3: Like, and I, I'm your daughter now. Like,
1: I'm your daughter now. So have you guys? Have you guys seen up all the stuff with the kids about a month ago? The RSV that was going around. And all those kids were vaxxed too.
4: Yeah, they're trying to push that RSV vax, and I, I, you know, I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, like if, if they try to st- start trying to force this, cause, you know, because I got you know uh, a nine month old, and I was like, no, oh, we don't, we don't, we don't any of this kind of stuff.
1: Well, so my son had RSV a few times, but it was yeah. never to the point where he was in the hospital for three weeks on ventilators and all that stuff. Like RSV suddenly got really bad, really bad. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, it's like the flu this year. Like the flu was effectively gone for all of 2020. Mm. Uh, had a m- minor comeback last year, and now this year you see the flu just like absolutely wrecking <sighs> havoc. I, I mean, I had the flu; it wasn't bad for me, but I'm in good shape, and I'm out, like I'm out all the time. Uh, my son had it, and he was a pain in the ass more than than he was sick. Like, but But the funny thing about that was his mother, I can't convince her to stop giving these taking these kids to the fucking doctor, even though like, well, you know, well, people, healthy people don't go to the doctor. The people who are sick all the time are perpetually at doctor's offices, Mm -hmm. like quit taking these kids to the doctor and just let them get better. But anyway, so she had just taken him to get his flu shot the week before and then literally the next week he's got the flu like your shot and i even said it to her i was like well yeah. your shot did a hell of a lot of good didn't it and she said no no he got vaccinated against flu b and he caught flu a i'm like no that's not the way that the flu vaccine works it's a, Every, it's, a it's a four it's a four panel shot that covers two different types of flu a and two different types of flu b like you, i know how this works you obviously don't like both times i got the
1: flu it. shot both times i was never more sick in my life Both times. The one time I was I I lived in Nashville. I was home in Detroit for Christmas. I had to delay my flight by two weeks because I could not get out of bed. Mm. And the only thing that happened was I got a flu shot.
4: Yeah, every time like people like like my my wife used to get it, and and she has it for a while now. She used to get like she would she would get it, and you know I, I don't know anybody that really. You know, if they if they don't get the flu shot and most people don't get the flu. <laughs> like, it's just yeah,
5: weird. I don't know if I've ever had the flu. I've never had a flu shot. And yeah, like pretty much like all the companies that I've worked for, especially the current one, they uh, give it out for free. Like they don't make you get it, but they like kind of try to encourage you to get it and you can get it if you want. And the majority of people get it. And like that's the time where there are more people sick <laughs> than – any other time like right after the flu shot a bunch of people are out sick and i'm like well this is stupid
3: here's the thing that's but like- to, to address to address what indica was saying you know now canada's are saying it's a two-in-one test it always was the test was always just checking for influenza that's it if you had influenza they'd say oh you have this thing and while it was covid everything became covid remember mm-hmm. because of the flu didn't exist anymore for a year like, we defeated the flu right.
5: well yeah, if you were sick, sick it was it was covid every time because the they're using PCR tests, which are pretty much designed to come up with a positive result. They find any trace of it, even if it's not like a live virus or whatever. Whatever. My,
2: my mom was a preschool teacher for 20 years, and working for the school, she was required to get the flu shot every year. Every year, she would get the flu. After she retired and stopped getting the flu shot, she doesn't get the flu anymore. Like, that's... Uh, I don't know. That seems like an odd coincidence, right? And like, I've never had a flu shot prior to this year. I've never had the flu and I'm not convinced that I actually had the flu. Like when they did the test, I did, I wasn't feeling that bad Mm -hmm. and I never ran a fever or anything like that. Like I just had, I had a really runny nose. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm still not convinced that I actually had the flu because I, I I never missed an episode of the morning show. I didn't miss any work. I didn't, miss doing anything that i normally do Uh, like it was the same when i had covid i uh i I got i tested positive for covid came home and mowed the yard and ran three miles
1: okay so i've had covid three times the first time was all in my chest was all respiratory second time i didn't even feel anything third time i thought i was gonna die (laughs) it felt like the flu no i'm serious i was like i was out
8: so really, really bad covid feels a lot like the flu each
1: time was completely different so I don't believe I don't I don't even believe it was the same thing each time. I don't
5: Yeah, I mean I think I had it three times and I had it like before the world went crazy and yeah, February, I had it 2020. In January
1: for yeah. January twenty twenty.
4: Yeah. yeah. I actually think that like what what we got it before it was actually known to the public because we we had went to um you know, I don't know if you know in Stone Mountain in Georgia. My, my wife and I went to down to see Stone Mountain. You know, like they have like a Christmas uh, event thing, so we were we were gonna do like a Christmas vacation kind of thing there. So we go to Stone Mountain, and uh, the like when we were down there, you know, there's so many people because you know there's there's big big Christmas event and everything. And then you know we go we go come back home, and I f- I feel like I'm you know I'm coughing my lungs off, and I feel like I'm dying. And then a couple months later covid mm-hmm. and i was yeah. like okay uh this seems like it's a you know weird coincidence you know like, um, I, yeah. That yeah. was what it the first that was
2: for me it was the uh, beginning of february 2020 mm-hmm. my we had had a birthday party for the girls and the next morning i woke up and I, I rolled over and i looked at my wife i said did you just beat the shit out of me all night long and she said no i was like i'm just like my whole body just hurts and that afternoon, came home, laid down on the couch, and slept the rest of the day and ended up running a 102, 103 fever uh, late that evening. Called my boss and said, hey, I'm not going to come in tomorrow. I'm, I'm not feeling good. I'm going to go get, uh, flu test, get, get the flu test. Tested negative for flu, pneumonia, and strep. They said, whatever it is, it's some nasty bug. Just have to let it run its course. And that was the sickest I've ever been in my life. For that whole week, I was just completely out. And then, like, yeah, a month and a half later, COVID like goes nuts. But like, mm-hmm. we had even joked about it because COVID was going through, going around in China at the time. I was like, oh, I probably got, I probably got this COVID thing. Like, I'm probably gonna die. And,
8: <laughs> well, isn't you know, it we well just, established that that it was, if if it's not all bullshit, that there was out in like summer of 2019? Because I know a ton of people who were really sick over yeah. the Christmas well, that, of that, that year.
4: That, that's yeah. like what I was saying. Like, we this was, uh, you know, the like like just after 2019 whenever we went down there and then that's when i was like like after when you know march rolls around and then, then they're like oh yeah but you know this big thing and i was like, i'm pretty sure i had that because that this yeah. this is all sounds just like what was going on
1: well yeah. all mine all mine was like respiratory so like i coughed i i worked for three weeks sick as a dog so I was yeah. probably spreading it like a mother because I was all, I'm all over <laughs> yeah, it. back yeah, then I was driving was and I was in, I was in probably 20 businesses a day dropping off wine. So I I found, probably found spread the, it. Patient yeah, patient zero. zero. <laughs> yeah.
8: Well, no, the I, reason I mean the reason I respect it is cuz I had something in like from November till January of yeah. 2020 so just before the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time usually I get a flu every year or two. And and I'm I'm a I'm a massive bitch, so I'm out for a week. But this time was the only time I did not get better. Like it had it, it kinda went away, then it came back worse. And I talked to my brother and he was like, Go take vitamin D, zinc, cod liver oil. Within three days it was gone. But it was like two months of I, yeah. I broke a rib from coughing. And I was laid out.
3: Sounds like so, Russian no, just... disinformation to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm,
8: I'm
5: What's pretty next?
3: Sure... Exercise? What? No, no, you are no, not no, going to get that's
1: nuked right, for right, right, any of right. the other stuff. We're going to get nuked for the, the, the vitamin D
8: There was this was pre-vaccine. There was no other option. Yeah, yeah. That's I think Susan. you're allowed to say
5: all this now, but like, yeah, I think uh, f- like there are emails between Fauci and like some of the people that were at like the Wuhan lab or whatever that pretty much admit yeah. they know that like there were some people that worked at the lab or whatever that, that had COVID or were sick with COVID like symptoms in like September of 2019, something like that. And then, yeah, when I had it in February, 2020, I just thought it was like a bad cold. It was, it was noticeably bad because I was sick for longer than I normally would have been. I usually don't really get that sick or really get sick ever but it was like, oh, this is pretty bad. I was still like going to work and going to bars and stuff like that's not going to keep me down. I'm like, whatever. It's a cold, pretty bad though. It lasted like a week. And then towards the end of it, I had no taste and smell, which is why when, you know, you started hearing more about the COVID stuff, I was like, oh, that must've been COVID. And then I'm pretty sure I had it again, uh, the pork vest 2021 variant because numerous people got it and tested positive there because Anthony Samaroff, Spread it everywhere <laughs> at Pork Fest. Um, That's where I'm,
2: Anthony, I'm, Samaroff, I'm still Anthony Samaroff made, off, made out with everybody, and then yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. It was a fun time. Uh, yeah, the orgy with Anthony Samaroff was fun, but then the uh, after effects were not. But each time I had uh, COVID, or pretty sure I had COVID because I never tested either. But pretty like it was milder, a lot milder each time. Like that Pork Fest one, it was I was sick like over a weekend basically, and that was it. And then. I think I had it again that winter or something like that. It was really mild, like almost nothing.
2: We are definitely not allowed to talk about that. Jay Forte.
5: (laughs) Oh Um, yeah.
8: Yeah, no, (laughs) let's just say it's, it's reminiscent of AZT.
6: Mm.
2: So my mom and dad, uh, mom got vaccinated. Dad didn't both of them got COVID. They were prescribed the, uh, Oh, what's the shit? Um,
1: the horse piece? Pax
2: Paxlovid. 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 They were prescribed yeah. they were prescribed that. And I was like, um, have y'all not looked at that? Like uh forty percent of people who take that end up with rebound COVID. And dad was like, Fuck it, I'm done. And <laughs> like didn't take it anymore. And uh mom mom also like put it down and didn't take it anymore. And like neither of them had bad symptoms. They were both mostly just like a little bit of a fever and and like cough, and it ran its course, and I, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, mean, it's just, for all I know it's dumb. it's
8: a real thing, but they did themselves no favors with using PCR. I mean, what uh, we should actually do this, Jay, on our show, Two Bit Podcast. Um, the I you, like you watch the it, videos yeah. with Kerry Mullis describing who's the guy who invented PCR, and he yeah. goes through and and, and and explains very clearly how it's not a diagnostic tool.
2: Remember when Facebook, did he do that on
8: Rogan? Remember was that No, he no, he was Twitter? dead before all yeah. this. Oh. Remember when
2: Facebook and Twitter took that down? Like when if you did tried they? to share that video, it was it was uh, suppressed. Like you you could not
5: share. I'm not surprised that video.
2: It How was-
1: much do you think the FBI paid them to take that one down?
5: <laughs> yeah, and this is yeah uh, Mullis or whatever yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, the creator yeah. of the PCR. This was him talking about it like well before COVID existed, right? Like this is right. I don't know when he died, but this is probably like back in the early 2000s
6: maybe
8: no he died in 2018 like right before no but like
5: when the video was oh
8: the video yeah it's early 2000s he was fighting with fauci back then because fauci was using it for aids but this is what i'm saying is that for nine even though even though from my own experience i you know covid probably is a thing that using pcr and diagnosing which they even even i think it was the cdc fda came out and said like yeah it doesn't know the difference like it could be either and then flu just disappeared yeah, for two years so they didn't help the, the conspiracy theorists out there they didn't help themselves against it by just fudging all the numbers with this BS
5: yeah and the most videos like I'm sure you can find them on the various
8: uh they're still on YouTube that, as far yeah, as I know
5: they are they, they allow yeah. those videos I think they use them in uh, one of the you know the Infowars uh COVID land documentaries some of those videos are in some of those movies
1: did anybody I haven't watched died suddenly yet I have watched I it either I heard that there was it... a problem with some of the, some of like the footage they used was not footage from like actual COVID stuff, so there was some issues with that. Well, and I've uh... heard there's a lot of
8: the problems is they're 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 getting the these um, clots right, and but the, mm-hmm. the pushback that I've heard is from other embalmers who are like there are post pre pre mortem and post mortem clotting, and they're they're not really going in and being specific <clears throat> about the differences between the two. And whether what they're finding is actually abnormal or if it's just standard post mortem clotting, which happens, uh, you know, after rigor mortis, so yeah, okay. Uh, but then,
5: why, like, the embalmers that were being interviewed on that uh, in that movie were all saying that this was right, that they, it's new, yeah. But, but there was, there was like five of them, the, right? So, yeah. five guys yeah.
8: out of the world, it's how credible is that, you know? So, I yeah, know. I know.
1: yeah, uh, and then I mean, the problem is that they've lied about so much shit mm. that I don't like. You, you don't know what to believe anymore because there's so many times that they've been caught in lies. You, you isn't know, that kind
2: from... of the be- isn't that kind of the beauty of all of this though? Like it has put such a shadow of doubt on everything that now mm-hmm. even like even the yeah. the trust the science people don't really know if they trust the science anymore. Right. Like it's it's we've reached the point that because if you this is another thing that I talk about on this upcoming Wednesday's episode is like. Um, uh, evidence-based sci- uh, evidence-based medicine, and the way that they conduct these like research studies and stuff on the different medicines that they use, and on like doing uh, diagnostics on different diseases and stuff like that. Like the way that they go about doing that research is incredibly pointed and very controlled, so they mm-hmm. get the result that they're looking for, as opposed to getting the actual result that would tell you what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, like the beauty well, of look- all of this is that this is this is like pulled the curtain back and now everybody is like wait can we actually trust any of this like yeah, well, even I was the, that. the science people aren't yeah. 100% sure if they could really trust the science anymore
8: yeah, yeah. i was into well, i was onto all this before covid sense. sorry go ahead trey yeah
4: well it doesn't make sense so like you know even if you're a, you're a really science based person you, you know believe in all the believe in everything like you're a true believer you got to think that it's a little bit sus, that, like suspect, the, the, the fact that you walk into the doctor's office, you can you can get a, a single swab, and all of a sudden they can tell you exactly that you have uh, either you know a respiratory illness or whatever. Like this, this very suspect that they can just say, okay, this is you know this specific illness from one single test yeah without
8: blood work without yeah what what is standard for almost anything else and anyone who's been to the hospital with something that has taken a while to diagnose knows how many sort of checks and balances and steps there are that you're supposed to go through it healthy. but i was onto this stuff way before i was gonna say like way before covid i was looking into um vax type issues i mean look up just the shit that they pulled with gardasil in there what what were supposed to be the double blinds and I mean, this has been an industry just rife with
6: oh, yeah.
8: absolute uh, corruption well, and I don't, greed. Am I the only one that remembers, like maybe it was
1: 2015, 2012, where uh, the entire left side of the fence here was all against all big pharma? Anti
4: big pharma. <laughs> anti big pharma.
1: Everybody was a completely 100% anti big pharma. And now. Yeah. I'm like I don't understand how that change happened. I like that's the one that probably blows so, my mind the most. it, out it, of it
5: happened post Trump pretty much, I think cuz like I remember they were they were definitely anti big pharma and um what was that guy's name? Uh, Martin Shreley was that his name? Yeah, Martin Shreley. Like? Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah cuz like anti pharma,
5: pharma at that point and that was probably Pharma Bro? Yeah, Pharma, pharma bro. bro. That was probably yeah. right around the time that, I Trump, that one. Uh, took office.
8: Yeah, he, he uh, bought yeah. something that was basically a generic and then increased the price 300% or 3000% and was like, fuck it, you know, I'm going to make money and they all killed him. I mean, yeah, talking about the left being uh, hypocritical and lacking principles is uh you know, they used it. to be well, anti-war no, I mean, too. But, but that one was that one was the one that like just
1: completely broke my brain. Like cuz I, I remember being completely anti-Big Pharma. And now it's funny because now I'm a hundred percent anti-big pharma. Yeah.
8: yeah. Well, was Not anyone else kind of shocked? The... Was anyone else who's an old school guy like me kind of shocked to find out Alex Jones is a right winger? I remember going through.
3: It, I was like, I was, I was, I was, I was, beside yeah. myself. I was like, Wait, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm like, really? <laughs>
5: No, yeah, because I'm not uh, old school enough, I guess, as far as the Alex Jones goes. But, uh, but you weren't you weren't shocked by the left uh, basically becoming pro war, were uh, ignoring it very no. yeah, under under uh, Obama.
1: I was because I, mean, I mean
5: that I, was, I, was a I big shift in the Bush
9: era.
1: No, no, that was a big shift because I I remember in Bush like seeing seeing all the signs all around. It's like you know Bush lied, thousands died, and all that. So I remember all that. I remember all yeah. that, and yeah. with Obama, it completely changed. I mean my I will I'll say my eyes didn't 100% open until I saw Trump and didn't like him. Mm-hmm. But that's when that's when my eyes really opened and I started to see everything for what it was. Safe I me, mean I, Rush, I was I was very right. I was you know I, mean, I listened to Rush Limbaugh at the time. I was very right-wing. Um you know when when the whole 9/11 happened I was like yep, turn the Middle East into glass. Let's go for it. Like yeah, I, burn it I, all I, down.
5: I was very much the same, actually, yeah,
1: and and I completely took a shift. but then I went to the libertarian side, but then, yeah, not anymore. So
8: yeah, so that's it, maybe maybe at the time, because I was sort of the same at that in that era. And so I had by default or de facto considered myself a leftist. and um maybe looking back at it, it's like, oh, they don't care about any of this shit. They just didn't like Republicans. Yeah, maybe they, maybe there was no principle there. <laughs> they go, oh, well, oh, but if you look they, at those, Obama no came principle. in and immediately they yeah bomb all of them.
1: But but there but there's no principle on the right either. I mean, sure. look at McConnell. Look at what he just did with the with the uh, omnibus bill. Yeah, it's, the, it's not there, it's there really is absolutely. on
4: the right voters like the, the the right the the people who vote Republican they do t- tend mm-hmm. to have a set of principles. I it's, I'm, it's I don't true.
1: even believe that anymore. I I am I'm, I'm so over that whole bullshit line because you look at you look at people like McConnell you look at these people that have been in there for thirty years that just keep bending us over every chance they get and we have yeah. what four we have maybe four or five people in the House and in the Senate that actually give a shit.
8: Yeah, I don't. don't, don't... think Dave Smith is bang on about when he says that the, his his pushback to the you know the Kingpilled crowd is like. And they're like, oh, we just got to get Christians in power. He's like, yeah, we had that. It was called the Bush era. It was a fucking nightmare. And they, no, they no. See, he's they wrong that about
1: and... that. He is absolutely wrong about that. They, yeah. Bush, yeah. Bush Bush was, was, they had the house. They George had the Senate, Bush they had is, no. George C. Bush
8: was not a Christian. No, no. But he was supported by them. Massive. No, so, no, he had supported, no,
1: so Yeah,
3: supported, so was
1: look, Trump. Look at yeah. Trump. Trump <laughs> was the same way. I mean, he's I don't. Okay, so there's a lady in my church. She lived in Iraq during the Iraq war. And her she was talking to me one day, and she was like, everything was bad until that that wonderful man of God, George Bush, came and and rescued. (laughs) No, but she was serious because she she was living there and she was living under the thumb of, of, I don't remember what's the Uh, guy's Saddam. 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 And, And she was able to leave the country after that. Like she was stuck there. So she really believes that he was a man of God and that he saved her. Like she and and I was. You know what am I going to do? Tell some six, seven year old lady that she's full of shit in church? Like, I just—it's not going to happen. So I was like, okay, yes.
3: that's <laughs> that's your yes. Christian duty. That's that's the Christian way. Yeah, the a,
1: yeah, but she makes really good baklava, so <laughs> I'm not going to piss her off.
10: I Okay, I was—I just want to say I was just looking for a link to the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl, and this is the link that Justin sent me. So I'm kind of pissed.
5: No, I have money on that game, so... Uh,
10: okay, it's 2017, Wake Forest in the third. Oh, right.
6: Well,
5: it's still up in the air, right? I, right? I have Missouri plus two.
2: Oh, you never take Missouri in a bowl game. That, Bullshit. Like, never take Missouri in a bowl
5: game. Wake, Wake Forest had no reason to be motivated for this game, so that's...
2: Yeah, but if there's a if there's a team that's going to let you down in a bowl other than Alabama not playing for a national championship, it's Missouri. Oh, right?
5: I bet against Alabama already too. That
2: was so. a good. That was a good choice. Mm. Hopefully, where's, where's Magoo? He and I did all of our bowl picks last night, um, getting us into the Christmas spirit and all the good talk about Christianity. Uh, I think the problem is like right wingers and like what passes for Christianity amongst the conservatives. It is such a just a soft milk toast. Like it is not biblical Christianity it is no, some sort of a bas- it is some sort of a modern bastardization that no. shouldn't pass for anything other than just being nice like yeah it's, it's a schoolfield Bible no, bastardization it's,
1: it's a it's a religion uh, well it's, it's all it's it is it's a religion
4: it's Joel Olstein yeah. on, right. on steroids yeah. like Joel Olstein on steroids is, is what they what they call Christianity um,
10: so I'm not a religious person but I just I just want to say just as an outside observation that I, th- I think a lot of us would agree that neocons are leftists. Neocons are leftists, but neocons make up a, a significant chunk of the conservative world and the Republican Party. Uh, and neocons took over the church. the, the mm-hmm. so left so yeah, so, no, if no, you, bullshit, like, yeah, so if you like so if you keep much. on extrapolating the definitions and the verbiage, if ne- neocons are leftists, neocons took over the church and the party. Leftists took took over the church in the the Republican Party, so you're you're getting exactly. So when you look at it from that perspective, it's really not surprising at all. The right wing died. The the right wing
3: died in 1945. Like, like, don't have any hesitation. I mean, even then, it was on life support. But the the right wing globally is, or especially in the West, died in 1945 and has never been resurrected or lost the will Um, to assert itself. So okay,
1: so I said I said that there were probably four, maybe five people in our government that are worth anything. I mean, would would you Massey
5: in the federal government? Massey, Marquettes. Rand Paul. Uh, I don't Virginia. know if I trust Green
4: though,
1: Marjorie.
4: You almost I don't, got Massey. M- MTG, MTG is like she's she's off. She's she's like ever since she's po- supported McCarthy. I'm like, okay, MTG. yeah. I don't know what yeah. she's doing. That. Yeah, yeah, like, that she, that threw she, me.
5: She was pretty good up until that point, I thought, but she's yeah, been good on the Ukraine shit.
1: But like, I I kind of I'm really hoping Rand runs again.
5: Yeah, I think he's
1: yeah. the only person. I but yeah. he'll never get in. Like they'll 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 trump him.
3: Like I don't think he's don't do think he, a trump. He he doesn't he doesn't have president personality though. No, he, he, he wouldn't. Well, really he
1: didn't. Up, yeah. He didn't during during the twenty sixteen. He does. He does during he the Fauci. Does, the yeah, Fauci, yeah the Fauci, absolutely. The Fauci
4: that like, that him makes taking, him presidential.
1: Him taking Fauci to the woodshed and just beating the hell out of him in that in the yeah. times he has, that's been beautiful. Yeah. And that's the strong... Rand Paul. That's the that's the Rand Paul we need to see. He'd be a strong VP pick. I, I... Here
6: now.
5: <laughs> yeah, you need you need Rand Paul uh, in somehow in the Republican primers. You would need to allow him to debate Fauci. Then that's yeah, because
6: because if if he's going to debate Trump, he's just going to s- be for him.
1: yeah. But okay, so if he's VP, then who is? I mean, it's got to be Desantis. I think it's going to be Desantis. I,
4: I, I think there's, a, there's. I just a,
1: think it's a mistake for him to leave Florida. I think it's a massive mistake. if yeah if, if you're. you're it's he, bad. Did
4: you see? It? He he was basically saying the Slava Ukrainia thing the other day. He was like, "Yeah, you know, whatever <laughs> to, to Ukraine." I was like, "No."
3: None of that matters. It's it's going to be about perception. It's going to be. A, I, I think what you're going to start seeing is a triangulation of trying to get people back on back on board. Watch what Disney does. The, the, so. It's it's never look at look at the focal point, which would be the government. Look at all the other cottage industries and see what they're doing. If Disney starts to abandon wokeism, which I think is they're trying to jettison this thing as fast as they can because it's it's gotten it's gotten a bit cumbersome, or at least certain. Let's say the more uh, crazy parts of it. uh, I think what they're well why they will rally behind a DeSantis is that DeSantis can get the right wing back on on the right wing. Back on board, the conservatives back on board into well, a centralized message. Right. <laughs> exactly. they want to be back on the there. status
4: quo? They want DeSantis to get everybody back on status quo. That's exactly. That's, that's what DeSantis is there for, and that's, channels, that's why I tell people no, no DeSantis.
3: If he channels Reagan, if he channels Reagan, which I think he will more than anything else, he will win that election in a landslide. It'll be it'll be embarrassing, but again, this is all this is all bread and circuses because it doesn't matter. Like yeah. whoever holds the president, the 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 position of the president, as we know, is not in charge. It, it's it's ridiculous to think that they're they're, they're like, well, they might get a, one. It's or the two nameless, it.
1: it's the nameless, faceless people that are all running everything behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs>
8: but so you said that, something, I mean, something important. Lizard people. With it's, it's the deep state like, and the donors, right? I mean, this, the the rest are figureheads.
2: You said something important talking about with the direction that Disney goes is not that they're abandoning the wokeness, but that they're, that they're going to try to move away from the ex- incredibly extreme side of that. Like well, you've already seen they that but
4: they, they, but they just, they already just seen put that out with, a movie. They just already seen that with, with Netflix.
2: You've already seen that with Netflix. Netflix fired a bunch of people and issued a bunch of stuff that said, "Look, we're going to do stuff that's offensive. If you don't like it, get the fuck out." Like
1: But they kept Chappelle. That's the thing. They like, really? like they kept Chappelle during all yeah, that. Yeah, cuz he's a They he's kept a... his stuff still on.
5: Well, he, he kept cool. Chappelle, yeah. I mean but Chappelle is still like I mean he's he's still a guy that's like on the left and will Yeah, kind of yeah, he fall doesn't even line. qualify as
8: controlled opposition. <laughs> he's just like a not crazy normal lib.
5: With like most yeah. of their yeah, stuff even though there were people that were pissed and offended by some of his comedy.
2: Right, but, but that's the that's the thing that pisses off the extreme woke progressives is just normie lib. Like yeah, if you're uh-huh. just a regular person on the left who says remotely sensible things you are the enemy and they have to destroy you at all cost and mm-hmm. and that's stuff that disney is going to start pushing back against netflix is starting to push back against you're even seeing it in some of the like mainstream media like the big uh like the big corporate media giants that they're starting to push back against it a little bit like there's mm-hmm. some but i think I think a, that's... Uh, a turning away from extreme psychosis of progressivism and wokeism and just kind of getting back to being like not insane. And right. this is I mean this that's is not the not glass step, but that's the step that they're gonna take. Yeah,
3: yeah but, but this is also because this is the, this because because this e- is the glass nose. sorry, let me just say this really quickly. We just saw that on our on our live show. This is the glass nose and Perestroika moment for 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 Western media. And I think a lot of like what Twitter's doing, right, is exposing what's what we already knew. Uh, letting it yeah. letting it fly and then clearing the, clearing the lies the lies out and then getting ready for new lies. That's it. Like it's not going to change anything. It's just going to change the appearance of it. So it's like what Hold when the Sovietism that? when Soviet when the Soviet yeah. empire was in its late stages of it. Uh, they went through Glasnost and Perestroika, uh, uh, transparency and and, and restructuring, mm. to give people the idea that all oh, this is going to change and there's going to be a new thing. And all it became was the Russian Republic, which is all the same old people still in charge. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> nothing. No, yeah. Nothing really substantially yeah. has changed. It's just the the veneer has changed, right? The the playing grounds changed.
5: Yeah, but, I, I I could see that being the case. And you know, my thoughts are like, are they really actually changing anything? When I think that these large companies are beholden to esg
8: that's what i was gonna say yeah. yeah and they're yeah. seeing that it's because there are several uh, states and things that are beginning to sue them for malinvestment of their funds so mm-hmm. all of these larger corporate entities a la disney and others are kind of shifting away from it not not because of any moral stance not because they can't you know they don't like their the the uh, useful idiots it's because they're like okay this 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 deck of cards I, I might that... crumble
4: they, they just realized that stakeholder capitalism isn't is, is not working functioning functioning as, as efficiently as shareholder capitalism was. Oh, because, and, yeah, because they
1: can't,
8: it's not an efficient because, system. Yeah. Well, is it because <laughs> of
1: losing is it because they're lo- losing money on everything they're producing now? Yeah. That they're, that they're going that route. Okay.
8: Well, and stakeholder capitalism, other than top-down control, has no incentive structure built in, right? At least with shareholder capitalism, you have profits. And you, can, that, well, you yeah. can use that to guide no. your way through what you want to do with share stakeholder. It's like what the big firms and if they're getting sued, because it really it's it's I mean, this is um, right. fiduciary so, fiduciary duty. Unless you go in and change those laws, mm-hmm. the whole thing, can, it's, it's unsustainable. So well, so you, are you, you, can't, you can't have
4: a you can't have a one to, like you can't have a one to all relationship and that's that's basically what the stakeholder capitalism creates like whenever you think that the because this, the the logic behind it is the fact that they believe that their company is to benefit all of the world. So like Disney, right. when they create entertainment products, they're trying to benefit all of the world. And that's, that's why they need all the stakeholders, which is every single person who consumes any Disney product. And you can't have this sort of one to all relationship. It needs yeah. to be. Well, it's social know, justice over profit. Sh- yeah.
8: Shareholders. Right. It's social justice over profit. So how do you, yeah. how do you verify that metric? So what the push, pushback- what's, what's your feedback? You know, like, is the, the, Pricing profit is your is how you know whether what you're doing is working or not. But when, so with, when your target is everybody, where's the feedback? How are you supposed to gauge? So with the pushback, do you think you're going to
1: see we're going to see a pushback on all of the insane wokeness that's going on, or is it just going to get split? It'll be a restructuring. Just,
10: yeah, so like kind of oh, kind of t- serious, t- something serious. something that Jason said a second ago uh, talking about the 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 restructuring and just clearing out the lies to make room for the new lies. Is I think in in the same sense that a lot of people have mused that you know the left is really good at playing the long game and the right is only good at like an outrage about once every couple of generations and they and they flame out in about 2 weeks. That's where we're at right now. Here's here's the right-wing outrage the pendulum has swung it's going to swing right back to the left because all the right wingers are going to say, well, our work here is done. We got three more people elected who actually vote with the leftists and they'll be done with it. And then Twitter and all the other platforms are still going to be controlled by leftists. And we same look- thing with like the media, uh, a lot of the the corporate media and a lot of like the creative media talking about Hollywood, Disney, uh, etc. I think in the same way, again, that the left is good at playing the long game. You look at election demographics where women and young people are overwhelmingly leftists. You look at a lot of the demographics of young people in schools, um, a lot of them identifying with LGBTQ and, and trans ideology and stuff, and and I don't mean like a teensy a bit more than their parents. I mean they're they're open arms because they're in the system, right? Their their idiot parents sent them into the system where they're getting in, indoctrinated with that crap twenty four seven. So the left is playing the long game. That yeah, sure they're making sh- look they're shitty movies. We all agree with that, but they're shitty movies that are ma- that are losing money, and we're all sitting here thinking, God. Golly gee, how can these businesses afford to lose that money? That's because in a couple of generations they'll be making money off those shitty movies, and all of you people will be the grandpa saying they don't make it like they used to. Uh, yeah. To some I degree. I mean, banking, yeah.
3: um, I think that's what they're it? banking on. Yeah. But just, yep. just want to say it's 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 the here's my bitter white pill but all this stuff, is that and I, it only really hit me when, it, when I was uh, converting to orthodoxy, is that that is that narrative structures and there's a few things like the natural order is 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 just divine, like it's what holds us together over thousands and thousands of years. Like we think this is all new because it, it has the trappings of new, and there's a lot of new stuff to it. But in actuality, this has been tr- tried before. This has been will be tried again. We've gone through this before, over and over and over again, and eventually it all it always burns out because you're trying to do something unnatural to a natural system that eventually will kick back and go nope sorry <laughs> it's not a nice idea wrong species uh it just does not work with humans eventually it will collapse now it might kill all of us on this panel <laughs> like you know like yeah. bon well, i think uh, i think
8: it'll be a very but, historic sort of rerun i mean um if you look at the left they always have it seems like they're they're insurmountable because they have their coalition of the disenfranchised where they can appeal to a lot of different groups but once they attain power it's an unstable coalition whereas the reactionary right usually has things like race and religion that bind them and mm-hmm. so when 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 they mount their inevitable response it's it's actually much more forceful much more powerful and much more cohesive and therefore more dangerous than the left so i think we're just in that third stage which, of a,
4: which is why they're so afraid of it because right. they they know that they that you know the organized minority can move the needle and like the, the the people who are especially if you have a strong will and you have uh you know a a set of people who are, are willing to you know whip whip up their 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 people like that you know their you know your side into into actually fighting uh and once the once the right actually gets to the point where they actually want to fight they they're they won't lose but it's like it's it's getting them so, to that point is so that's so is that why they natural contrarian like I am? Yeah.
1: So is that why they they keep pushing the whole, you know, the 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 right wings creating all this violence because they're they're just trying to they're trying to talk it.
8: Yeah, it was just self fulfilling prophecy almost. It's a it's a, they're projecting their their unconscious they're, they're, awareness they're or, afraid or desire.
7: Afraid of it. That yeah. Well, you gotta stop Asian hate.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Don't be an empty semite,
3: guys. Hey. I gotta go. I gotta go be a be a dad and and, and husband right. and enjoy Christmas. '90s. All right. Merry Christmas, everyone! Uh, Merry thank Christmas. you so much. Merry Christmas, Justin. Everyone else, Merry I
10: love Christmas. you guys. Uh, we will talk to you again soon. Take Jason. Care. Merry Christmas, Peace. Nice.
5: Merry Christmas,
10: Justin. Are you wearing a Broncos hat?
5: It's a Lions. It's a of, Lions of yeah.
2: Oh, I
10: I can't even see from here. It looks like Broncos. I was about to say, look, the the only real Broncos are the ones that play on a blue field. All right. That's oh. the right. That's the right Broncos. <laughs> mm.
2: He's been waiting this whole time to break that out.
5: Just yeah. just to uh, boast that they uh, almost lost to North Texas in whatever shit bowl they were in.
10: Which, So what you're saying is they won? Yes. All right.
5: So this is a good point
2: from Spud. I think it's incredibly important to preserve hard copies of literature, art, information, etc. to carry forward because I feel like they'll purge anything in, or purge important works by great thinkers, uh, which they will. That's the well, reason. They're already doing it. Right, I say that's the reason I'm very hesitant with uh, like Amazon books or or, uh, Kindle books and stuff like that. Like I try to keep physical copies. I've got multiple bookshelves. Uh, Have you seen what was? I can't remember what the TV show was that got purged recently. That was uh, kind of based for its time. It came out like in the '90s, and somebody like had it in their in their like digital library and it just got completely wiped out
7: like the i can't remember who i think it was might have been google but um they're doing that on a lot of streaming services um <clears throat> i know that like uh they took down like episodes of always sunny because they did like that lethal weapon like blackface episode
5: Ah, uh, yeah they took that down yeah and uh, uh
7: they- south park um yeah go ahead Toad, sorry Utopia's next
5: no, oh, yeah, like I know I know that like Disney removed uh, the Simpsons episode with Michael Jackson in it just yep. because he was a guest voice in it. Not even mm-hmm. credited.
1: Did they remove that one? Yep. Uh, yeah. Oh. You know, episode. I don't Do you remember like after 9/11 they removed Classic. the New York one for years. Like that one wasn't they they didn't play that oh. on any station for like 10 years after. That's insane.
5: Year, so. Yeah, just yeah. just because it goes into the Twin Towers.
1: Yeah.
7: The he original the Spider-Man trailer had the clock towers you. in it.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: That's true. Yeah, the Spider-Man in the original poster and uh, the like. Yeah, this is the um, Tobey Maguire, uh, right? The first Spider-Man, I think the one that came out like right after 9/11 happened. The yeah, poster, he, he, he yeah. lands
4: on the top of the pole and everything. Yeah, but but yeah, yeah going, it,
1: going back to the books, though, I mean, schools just they banned um, Tom Sawyer, they banned Huckleberry Finn, To Kill a Mockingbird, all those yeah. books that like and and that's it, what i kind of end word of
5: jam in there man
1: we've been yeah. going we've been going to buy these books to keep them in the house you know i don't have a lot but i probably have 20 or 30 of them
5: yeah that's like i i mean i'm not that old and i read tom sawyer and huck Finn in high school you know, yeah. Right? yeah
8: no but i think i think the lesson here is is i don't you know ebooks aren't necessarily uh dangerous it's use an external hard drive because if you're putting yeah. it on the cloud, if you're putting it somewhere, I mean, Google was doing this; they were going into people's emails and just taking uh, anything. So if you're using it's cloud like... services, if you're using anything like that, they and you think that they won't scan it and take stuff that they find objectionable. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's got what a I'm, lesson I'm... coming. So keep mm-hmm. everything external.
4: Mm-hmm. That's why I'm probably going to try to set up like a NAS at my house because like there, there's like you, you need to yeah yeah. A what? I've, I've got I've
5: got the Simpsons uh Michael not to incriminate myself but I have uh <laughs> I have all the Simpsons episodes on it uh, and I got uh I don't know I have always sunny as well uh, you know I have some of the things that I want to keep that I think are going to be removed
2: so have well, to do a Simpsons
1: like, trivia night okay that's
2: oh yeah certain yeah. shows like I've I... Buy the DVD box set or the Blu-ray box set. Like my my kids are like, why'd you why'd you get that? And we I can have, have those that. too. Yeah. we can, well, we can stream it. Yeah, we can watch that on Netflix. and like, yeah, now. Right. Right.
8: I want to have it.
1: Yeah. Well, I know yeah, that we have yeah, same thing about my CDs. Like, why do you keep all these CDs? I'm like, she everything I have, I have digital. And she's like, I'm like, oh,
10: it, yeah.
8: I, like it always. Yeah, but learn, I learned that lesson the hard way. Also, keep a CD player. I know that we live <laughs> in the era. You know, oh, shit, we know, we live in the
10: era of the of the remake and the reimagine and stuff like that, with lots of media and stuff. But I've never I've never bought too much into this whole thing about like the the erasure of literature. Like I I, I like I, I'm hearing everything that everybody's saying, I, and I know this phenomenon exists, but it still keeps on coming back to the schools and to and to parents and individuals. Like I, one of the, like one of the big questions that people get asked on every. Autistic Libertarian podcast ever is if you could remove like one government entity, department, bureau, whatever, what would it be? And a lot of people always say federal reserve first. And and I, and I, obviously I get that. I've always said department of education. I've always said get rid of government schools because if, because if the government schools are not number one on your list, the fed will be back tomorrow.
5: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree.
10: And so the schools are the ones who are, uh, moving a lot of this, because because there's two problems. It's twofold. The first problem is, is yeah, the schools are getting rid of the classics and they're bringing in fucking Harry Potter. But the second problem is, is the overwhelming majority of people don't even read Harry Potter. They don't read anything. Most people don't read, period. Like, it's, it's, it's really important sometimes to go to Walmart at 3 a.m. and realize what kind of people aren't reading. Those people people aren't fucking reading the classics because those people can't even read at a fourth grade level. Like when you remember that statistic, you realize these people aren't reading. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. they're probably not reading. They
4: they can't even read the aisle signs. Like, because they'll be asking the (laughs) wall. They have to hold
10: up this many fingers is what aisle I'm on. Yeah, no. I'm sorry, those people aren't reading Mises.
4: Well, uh,
5: yeah, I think students are banning uh, J.K. Rowling too now, right? So they're not reading Harry Potter either. Now.
10: But, but also, but importantly, not yeah. only are those people not reading, but they're they're not they're not raising kids that are going to read either. That's the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the,
8: the one of the greatest fallacies was that you know people will get smarter if you force them into education. But go <laughs> back and look at look at Lincoln and these guys and look and they you know they were maybe four years in in schooling. They were mm-hmm. almost always self-taught. There were, it was it was the norm, and they were miles ahead of the average person uh, in America now. When when it yeah. was you know because again if you just look at the structure of a day in school in a year they teach what someone decently competent could impart. You can in, learn you know, like a week.
4: In, in a in like you know in a month you could learn you know two years worth of stuff like just mm-hmm. just on your own. Well, it's because.
10: Boring. Oh, that's because at at one point in time, you know, a long time ago now, but historically not that long ago, the, the general idea was is, yeah, you, when you go to school, they're going to hound the basics. When everyone's got the basics, it's OK. From this point forward, if you can now handle like our modern era junior and junior level college education at 12, then you get to move forward. If not, you need to go learn how to do things. And, and, and look, I'm not saying that I want to return to some barbaric past that is not of our wonderful enlightened future, but they did that for a reason. I'm not saying we should do that. I'm just saying they did it for a reason, right?
2: Oh, I, am hundred percent on board with returning to our bar- barbaric
10: past. Like, <laughs> that's because you really just want to go back to hitting rocks with other rocks. So Justin, and the shut the fuck up. Here?
2: What's the reason <laughs> I can right here by the desk.
7: I'm ready to go
5: yeah he's a primitivist
8: but he wasn't that the order wasn't public education installed before the federal reserve mm-hmm. And isn't that how it went yeah for
10: so, sure yeah well yeah if you even look at the same order the prussian stuff right yeah if you even look yeah immediately after the civil war when you had a lot of the new england schools that that were the first to kind of have like that was the birth of universal standards, right? And then they start moving that into the south. And sure, you have this renaissance of southern universities and, and colleges and stuff. And 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 maybe on that that, that that was a really good thing. But again, that's like by by our modern standards to be like secondary education. The, 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 the basic education for the time was great. It was fantastic. Liter like once they started bringing universal standards to K, you know what we would say today is K through twelve. Literacy rates started going down at yeah. that point, not up. Like it's 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 the same thing. Like it's it's if it government does this with everything. Like everyone knows all the statistics of like you know uh, upward mobility and income, and then the war on poverty begins, and then what happens? It levels off. It starts to yeah. go down. Minorities plummet. The same thing happened in education in like the eighteen seventies, and so yeah, fast forward. Uh, 140 years yeah again none of this is really that surprising Yeah. so I'm glad I'm glad I could cheer everybody up thanks for having me
2: <laughs> you know for a Christmas episode we have not talked about Christmas at all this is oh, all right. serious stuff oh, Alan's got his hat there we go
5: well it's festivist tonight so we're airing our grievances there we go <laughs> we're doing a good job of that
1: yeah Uh, I'm kind of Scrooge. I don't have any Christmas stuff. (laughs) I have coffee. I just finished my coffee.
5: I might need more.
1: (laughs) Yeah, be sure to go
2: get you some Fox & Sons coffee. Use the uh, promo code FCT for fact check this, and you'll get 20%. 20%.
5: 20%. 20%. All right. I should check it out. Yeah,
2: there you go. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well, y'all want to talk about some Christmassy shit, or we're just going to? Yeah.
8: What do you got? Favorite yeah. Christmas movie or?
2: Oh, it, die it is hard. Die
8: Hard <laughs> Christmas.
5: Everybody always talks that. The answer is yes.
8: The answer exactly. is okay. Is so, a better one is, yes. is Star Wars a Christmas movie? Star Wars. Anyone? Yeah. Why Star
5: Wars Christmas special? <laughs>
8: because for me, oh. no, that no no oh. <laughs> oh. This is a family tradition. We I, I will
1: say I will say that exists more than the than episode one two and three though. Uh, i'll I'll, I'll acknowledge that before i acknowledge episode one two and three any day you're talking the prequels do you think that yeah the the prequels actually the only the only movie movie that i really liked out of out of all those the only movie that was really great was rogue one
4: rogue one is good i like rogue one so I i thought it was okay
10: I'm a thematic extremist, so I'm not saying that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. I don't want to trigger people. All I'm saying is, is that if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, because it's a movie with in, its entirely own encapsulated plot and characters and devices, but it just so happens to take place at Christmas, then that means movies that feature scenes or events in and around Christmas during at some point during the movie, therefore, could be constituted as Christmas yeah, movies. Yeah, that, therefore, that be- Therefore, the best Christmas movie is, of course the godfather
5: whoa uh, so batman returns i would say is a christmas movie i think i think it has to do with like uh the fact that the whole thing yeah takes place like it it's not just that it is that it takes place during christmas it's that the like aesthetics christmas are christmas which one batman
1: returns i can't remember Batman Michael Returns
7: Keaton? is
10: Christmas. It's yeah. the it's Heath this, Ledger one, right?
5: It's, no, it's the second Michael Keaton one, the one with yeah. The-
1: yeah. Oh. Tim Burton.
6: Yep.
10: The penguin.
5: The
1: penguin,
10: yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: That one wasn't the first the first Batman is the only pink. good Batman movie, in my opinion.
8: The first being the
1: the I'd say um, Batman Returns no, was first Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Yeah. But,
5: but Die Hard, Die Hard has uh, uh family-oriented themes running throughout it as well, so
7: well, Batman's parents were <laughs> murdered and he <laughs> sat at Christmas. That's
5: a family theme. <laughs> Forrest Gump cannot be a New Year's movie because it is one scene that takes place on New Year's.
10: Technically die, die, two die, scenes. There's are. the bar and then there's where he yells at the hookers at back at the hotel. All right, so all two right. scenes. <laughs>
4: all right.
10: Don't you call him stupid.
1: <laughs> all right. Uh, Forrest of course- Gump's those movies you had to sit through once and that was it
5: you could argue that Forrest Gump is uh, a movie that applies to every single holiday because it like takes place throughout like a large portion of his life but no Die Hard the entire thing takes place at a Christmas party
1: well and Die Hard 2 takes place on Christmas too right
5: I would say Die Hard 2 is not a Christmas movie even though it does take place on Christmas the fact that it takes place on Christmas takes a backseat and has nothing to do with the theme at all.
10: Forrest Gump is a historical war documentary.
6: <laughs> I was going to say I'm in the sports movie.
10: <laughs> Maybe the only one I can think of, and I mean by that standard, it's I guess it's pretty good. Hey, it's a historical gave, war documentary.
1: It, uh, it gave the one guy a whole new career. to Do the uh... oh, who's Lieutenant nice. Dan? What's his? Yeah, it gave Very him a whole amazing. new career, like doing all the concerts for the USO, mm-hmm. right?
10: Wait, who's the yeah. actor? Gary Sinise. Oh, yeah, Gary yeah.
5: Sinise. Yeah, that's right.
7: To the Dan Band. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of it.
8: I don't know if, it, if it's public knowledge or not, but I found out that he is a, one of Hollywood's few out conservatives.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard interviews with him. Yeah. So it's I don't know
5: Garrison East, Tim Allen,
1: <laughs>
10: uh, John Voight, Kelsey Grammer, Mel Gibson. Oh, yeah, yeah. who's Clint the girl East that just West. died?
1: Oh, the one uh, that got killed
10: from Cheers. Oh, Kirstie, really.
1: Alley. Oh, yeah, oh, Kirstie, Kirstie Alley. Oh, Kirstie Alley. Yeah, that's right. I was she thinking was, the uh... one that got killed in the car accident after she was going to expose Ellen's ex. Uh... No, yeah.
2: that was a that was a uh, senator
5: killed in a car. Congress, oh. Uh, um... a- Really oh, recently, what, oh, yeah, uh, and Hitch,
1: that's When they
8: were, she... pushed, yeah, when they were pushing her that... back down at the uh, yeah, but was right. she actually looking into like child trafficking, or is that just the yeah. you know, the standard was, that and, everyone and, and, that dies happened to be?
5: Well, and and you're correct, she was uh, Ellen DeGeneres' ex as well, so she might have had some inside information right. there, yeah. I don't it think she was a
2: conservative though.
1: Yeah, no, no she was not. No, a but question. I think
5: she, yeah, she had that information. Well, she might
1: have, you know, she might have seen the light. You her know. death
5: was very suspicious. If you watch the like all the video footage of it, is really odd. Like it sounds well, like brakes were locked in the video that has audio on it, and then you saw like the video after the car crash where they well, had her on the keep, stretcher and she like jumped up. It's really, really weird. Keep buying
1: these modern cars where they can control them. I know, right? Like Tesla. I mean, like, everything Tesla is completely controllable.
5: Oh, yeah. I disagree with Magoo on this because, again, like, the whole thing is he's trying to get home to his wife for Christmas. That's, like, the whole premise of the movie.
2: Well, you know, Magoo is an aspiring midwit, so (laughs) (laughs) take anything he says with a grain of salt.
8: No, Die Hard is definitely a Christmas movie. Yeah, I mean, I think that's established. I'm trying to be more controversial, bringing Jedis into it. He puts a
5: Christmas hat on uh, one of the terrorists who gets killed. So how is
1: know. how is Chris how is how is any of the Star Wars movies Chris? I, I have no idea. I don't think <laughs> I <have. laughs> it's Except a it's
8: Christ- a family tradition. That's all I got. I was the like, Christmas did they come special. out of thing actually in the movies? I
2: mean, the I feel Christmas like you could at least lights,
8: with like the lights.
2: Like Lord of the Rings being Christmas movies because they were at I'll least released it. around Christmas time.
10: No. I was just about to say if you're going to no. widen the net all the way out to no. theatrical release in December, so the no, Christmas that's... season, then Lord of the Rings, Well, no, Harry Potter every too. Year,
2: that was there's... my birthday present to myself because my birthday was on the sixteenth. That was my oh. birthday present to myself every year. Was I would take a take the night away from everybody and just go watch Lord of the Rings by myself. Because no, because that's, because that's, because that's the best be... birthday present for
1: her father. Is, not you're going to say to that good. like every
5: yeah. Oscar contender basically is uh, a Christmas movie because that's when they all get released. Well, then all the yeah, Harry Potter true.
1: movies are Christmas movies. Yeah, it's... Well, we all do there's really, more Christmas of Christmas
4: Yeah, there's more Christmas yeah, in, in those I say most
2: of those movies have a Christmas scene of some sort yeah. because they always go home for Christmas except for Harry because he doesn't get to go home to his closet, so... Yeah.
5: <laughs> at yeah. I wonder, uh, does Magoo
10: think that Gremlins
5: is a Christmas movie? The does. Absolutely,
10: it, it definitely me. is. Okay, see, So if you're on the other end of the spectrum, like Magoo is, if you think, okay, so nothing is a Christmas movie unless it entirely happens in Christmas and there's no other themes, then one of my genuinely favorites, The Nightmare Before Christmas, which has Christmas in the name, is no longer a Christmas movie because it technically goes from Halloween to Christmas.
5: Yeah, and I think it is both a Christmas movie and a Halloween movie. It's one of the only mm-hmm. movies that is both
10: because it is a historical war documentary, correct? I don't know, the, <laughs> the uh, Violent Night
1: though could be the new the new Violent Night. I haven't seen it yet. Mag- but... Mag-
5: Mag- oh, I haven't seen Violent Night yet, but that's definitely a Christmas movie. Uh it has to be. It, and Mag- and Mag- it could also a- be played oh.
1: on Halloween too because it's a horror movie.
5: Oh yeah, so every there are a lot of horror Christmas movies actually, which is one of my favorite genres. So I don't know if you could say that any of them are Halloween movies, though. Besides Nightmare Before Christmas, I've heard that
2: Jack Frost is a really good. Uh, it's great.
5: Halloween
8: Christmas a movie. horror movie. Yeah,
5: I don't know if that's a Christmas movie though. Is <laughs> that the
8: one with Batman?
7: <laughs> no. no, no,
8: not the snowman, but the
7: cartoon. That's
8: but Jack, about. Oh. Jack
5: Frost is about a murderous snowman.
8: Okay, <laughs> that's not the one. What's it the one like Oh, that? I gotta watch
7: this. Yeah, what's the
5: saying? Jack
7: Frost? Kids' cartoon movie. My kids really like that one. I can't remember the name of it.
5: Uh, there, there is another movie called. There are a couple of movies called Jack Frost. I think one of them is animated. There's another family one that I think, like you said, has Michael Keaton in yeah. it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
6: That, cool. yeah,
10: yeah. All of those movies feature uh, vengeful revenants, but in the Michael Keaton one, his vengeance is being a good dad.
1: That's right. Okay, yeah. so let's talk <laughs> Michael Keaton movies. Did you guys? What do you think of him as a bad guy in uh, the Spider-Man one? I thought he played a great bad guy.
4: He he <laughs> he played a good vulture. I think I think Wait, yeah. he's, he's a good
1: bad guy. He was fun.
5: Ah, Independence Day is not a Fourth of July. Mm. <laughs> it's
4: an alien movie. It's not a Fourth of July movie. Uh, well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna log off here. You guys uh, have a Merry right. Christmas, everybody. I got a Merry Christmas. It's my, it's my second all
8: show right. of the day. Nice uh, to See you again, Merry Trey. Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Merry, Merry Christmas to everybody. Christmas.
2: Merry Christmas.
8: All right, they're
2: Peace. dropping like flies. You can tell we're going long.
10: Okay, what other Now I'm just in it to be the last one here at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
5: <laughs> now, what wait, what were we talking about now? We were talking about
10: Christmas movies. I'm avoiding my wife's Christmas movie
1: right now cuz she's watching Hallmark movies.
5: Oh, oh, yeah. No, screw that. Those,
1: those aren't are Christmas horrible.
2: movies, those. those. Those are those are bad romance novels. Those aren't Christmas movies.
5: I mean, my I feet. like uh santa's sleigh is a really good christmas movie i'm into that that has uh former wrestler goldberg plays a murderous santa in it
1: <laughs> very good movie santa's sleigh i'm gonna have to look yeah. that one up my my S-L-A-Y. fiance
10: my fiance really likes peanuts and so she's got a fucking charlie brown for every goddamn uh, holiday and uh, so it's just so just so we'll get back together and on whatever the next holiday is and just know in ahead of time it's it's Charlie Brown. That's, the, oh, that's the I
1: hate the Charlie
5: Brown, I hate all of it.
10: It's uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. This is great. I'm sorry, I, don't
1: I
2: love really it. like the robot chicken, great pumpkin
7: version though. That was funny. Yeah, that was I'm
10: good. I don't love the actual like cartoons themselves, but I mean, Vince Giraldi trio was god tier jazz band so. Yeah, that's I'm, true. Uh, I'm down with that.
5: That's true. I just, yeah, I don't like Charlie Brown, the character. It's just like, I don't know, he's just this sad sack. Like, I don't know, I don't want to watch this guy.
1: Yeah, but the Charlie Brown Christmas was, well, it was my era I grew up in. I'm old, so it was good. Well, yeah, same.
5: Like, I used to watch it with my parents pretty much every year, so
1: yeah. But what about like a Christmas story? Do you guys I'm a fan, yeah. Yeah, anything any of the newer Christmas movies I'm not into. The older ones I like.
2: Has anybody but... watched the new Christmas story where he's no? Grown up? I I, I've that. heard good things. I really I need to watch that with the kids tomorrow morning. So, before Peter Billingsley
5: is actually in it as an adult, yeah, like Alfie or yeah. whatever. Now, oh,
6: yeah, man.
5: so he uh, I don't, has he really acted much since then? Because I know he's been like a director, I can't think of anything he's been in besides Christmas story though.
2: I don't think so. I don't know. I, not that I, nothing that I'm aware of, anyway.
5: Yeah, I don't even know what he looks
2: like now.
10: He pretty much just looks the same, but taller.
7: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. Uh, yeah, older.
10: And that's that's the only reason
1: I miss cable is it was on twenty four seven for whatever channel that was. That was
5: yeah, yeah. That like was that. great
1: because you could we would just play it all day when the kids mm. were young. Just watch, you know, just watch a few minutes here, watch a few minutes there, and. Mm-hmm. i'd see yeah. the whole movie eventually throughout the day on christmas like
10: i remember growing up you know only having like you know two four five as the tv channels the movies that played every single year on on basic access were like the the nightmare fuel stop motion shit like rudolph frosty uh, the snowman yeah. that yep. kind of stuff yeah I hate that. Uh, and yeah. then you and then you and then you had uh it's a wonderful life and yep. then you had charlie brown and yep. of those i like charlie brown more
1: okay I, I don't know. It. It's a Wonderful Life is a good movie, though. I, I, yeah. Alan, I were
2: you the movie. one that did that? Uh, made a case that It's a Wonderful Life was actually like communist propaganda. I've
10: never. I've seen that. that. I've seen that. I, I wasn't the one that did that. I remember. I'm not a, I remember I'm Not an autistic that. retard, but I've seen that. Um, I need I f- don't. I don't make cases anymore on the show, Justin. We just call people faggots on the show now.
7: <laughs> yeah. Oh, we, we can say that on the it.
5: show. All right. way God intended. Then Charlie Brown is a sad faggot,
10: is what I was. Going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I, I will take I'll I will take one thing back. I can even I've, I've still got them on the desk. Uh, a viewer, have you guys ever heard of Caganese? It's like a it's like a Spanish tradition where you have a figurine of some famous character, but they're pooping. And and the, and the tradition was is you take this figurine and you try to stick it into like the nativity scene. It's 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 a, it's a Spanish tradition. It's called Caganese. They're huge internationally, and I had a viewer of mine. They sent me two. The first one they sent me was a Captain America Kaganay. And here it is. You can see him bent over taking a poop. So there's a a Captain America Kaganay. And this is how you know my viewers really know me. Then they sent me a KKK Kaganay. It's literally... Yeah. And so I leave that one inside the It's Too Late mug. So he's hiding. (laughs) Um,
5: No, you should put them out on display.
10: Yeah. We only show people stuff like that in the after party when I know no one's watching. (laughs) Or, or on Justin's show, because fuck him. I remember watching Wizard of Oz on Christmas, too, yes. Wizard of
5: Oz, yeah. I mean, my favorite is Home Alone. I watched it so much like as a kid. It's, I think it still holds up. That and the second one, really.
1: Yeah, the first one was good. The second one, it was like, I would have beat the crap out of that kid if I, he did that with my credit card. I would have beat the living snot out of him when I... <laughs> well, yeah. I, I would have been in jail after that if that was my child.
7: Well, I like the, the story of the first one better than the second one because it was the old man reuniting with his kids. The second oh, yeah. one was just some like old bag lady, the pigeon you know? lady, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the first, yeah, one, yeah, first uh, one
10: yeah. Was well, that that uh, Piers Morgan or whatever. Piers Morgan had a bunch of pigeons in Home Alone two and then fought off the bandits. Yeah,
7: dude, yeah. she totally does look like him.
10: Yeah,
5: dude, <laughs> uh, some some of the like major, uh, some of the like. Cable networks or whatever that were showing Home Alone two. Yes, uh, they took they out took, Trump. They took it took off because of yeah. Trump. Yeah,
1: oh, they yeah. took him out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was Canada, right?
7: Scene. Canada did it. I don't know if they
1: did. No, in the it was US. it was the, it was the U.S. major network. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
10: Oh, I saw it on a TV like at a restaurant like last year, and and they had the sh- the Trump scene taken out.
7: Really? Yeah. Oh, come yeah. on. It's stupid. Yeah. It's like what they
10: and took I live in red country. So yeah. Back to
5: the future. It's so ridiculous uh, that's yeah. TDS
2: to the extreme like what what possible reason could you have to take him out of that movie other than
6: just
5: other than him? hating him yeah because he's Maybe. in one scene and all he does is tell Kevin where the lobby is and like Kevin doesn't realize who he is basically that's it in the Plaza Hotel I mean
2: that's as a kid seeing that movie I didn't know who he was either <laughs> if if nobody had pointed out that it was him I didn't like never put that together
7: I knew so who he was what year did that
1: come out you know, 92
5: 90, Somewhere, yeah, 93. Yeah, I was maybe, I was already 92, might be right. Yeah, I don't
1: know. I was in my twenties. I didn't care about that kind of stuff when I was that age.
10: <laughs> well, the right. only reason the only reason Trump was in something like that back then was it, it actually goes to show how much money he had and how what kind of status he had in sort of like the New York socialite elite class. Because right. the average American wouldn't know or give a fuck about Donald Trump. Only people sort of in that world would know even yeah. know who that was so it's like it's well, not a cameo like michael jordan making a cameo you know donald trump is not that kind of person not I don't them know,
5: like, i always knew who it was and i'm sure like the first time well i think the first time i saw it i think my grandparents took me and my sister to see it because we liked the first one
1: uh and then I, didn't um, he own the hotel at that point
5: he might have yeah because i think
1: he owned that hotel at that point because that's right across the street that, from that, but... tom Towers. that's a, that's like right Kind of kitty corner right to Trump Tower. Yeah,
5: I think probably either my grandparents or my parents were like, you know, oh yeah, that's Donald Trump. Like that's, you know, he has a cameo in this or whatever. So I just always knew that it was Trump, but I don't
10: know. I'm just trying to figure out what the hell the approved tent is on this fucking screen.
0: What? What?
10: Well, now it's now it's gone. It said approve uh, promote the approved tent on the screen until we got a sixth caller
0: oh
2: all right i don't know what the approved tent is
10: i don't know i don't know know. whoever produces this show has some graphic in the background i've been trying to read it this whole time (laughs) it is a little uh what's
9: up guys what's up it's i'm bouncing off of a company phone hotspot because my internet took a shit uh so if i sound like ass i'll just back out but uh, you actually sound
5: fine seems pretty good right now yeah oh cool Yeah,
9: Gremlins is definitely a Christmas movie. Nah, nah, it
5: ain't. The Gremlin is a Christmas present. The whole thing like, pretty much takes place at Christmas. Yeah, it's a Christmas
9: movie. I think Christmas is used as a backdrop so they have an excuse to make a movie, but that doesn't make it that movie.
5: And then, like one one of the gremlins doesn't one of the gremlins like use uh, like Christmas lights to kill like one of the animals or something? If I remember correctly, I'm trying to remember. It's been a while.
10: It's been a couple years since I've seen that. I watched it with my
1: kids a couple years back. Yeah.
10: Yeah, I was just I was just thinking of of the different shows I've been on or people I've talked to where the question of Christmas movies came up. It just I don't know why this popped into my head, but one movie absolutely no one has mentioned is Prancer.
5: Oh yeah, I forgot about Prancer. With
10: that really annoying ass little girl just just whining for the oh, entire okay. fucking 90 minutes and they <laughs> have no idea what movie minutes, this is. Yeah, says. Sam Elliott won't just give her up for adoption like he should. It's just Sam it's Elliot, Yeah, he's
5: he's a good actor. I don't know why he's in that movie. It's a kids movie about a reindeer.
10: Mm. Yeah, a Prancer gets it. hurt and so Sam Elliott wants to eat it and she says no and long story short he flies away at the end. That's Prancer. It'd be better never if it was a movie
1: about never have
9: you even movie. heard about the movie? Yeah.
5: It's. I think it's probably from the
9: '90s. Yeah. Well, like I got a good buddy of mine that uh, he looks at Trading Places as a Christmas movie because there's a lot of times in the movie where it's around Christmas and he's Dan Aykroyd's dressed up as Santa. That is know. a great movie, by the way. And but I like. am just like that is a it, phenomenal movie. In it's the not end, a Christmas movie though. In the end, I don't give a fuck. It's not a Christmas movie to me. Die Hard will yeah. never be a Christmas movie to me. It could be a Christmas movie to you. I know people that watch Wizard of Oz around Christmas time. And so to them, it's a Christmas movie, but I don't think anybody's ever making the fucking argument that Wizard of yeah. Oz is a Christmas fucking movie. So I, I think it's... No, it's
1: not a Christmas movie. It's just they, it got played during
9: Christmas when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. That's- sure, sure. But it doesn't make... The movie was never created with the intent of being a Christmas movie. No. I don't think Die Hard well, even was. Well, neither um, was
1: uh, It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life came out in the summer, and it was a flop.
9: Yeah, and so it had to get right. retconned into being one, and it was successful at that because... People were less autistic possibly back then. Uh, now, I, I remember growing up watching Die Hard as a kid and never for a second thinking, even for a minute, that it was a Christmas movie. It wasn't until like 10, 15 years ago when Internet Retards came on and was like, <laughs> but it is. And then it was like, well, I'm an Internet retard. Let's argue about it. And now here, look at us honoring. What it's, it's just said. fun. Oh, I totally am down for it. But uh, it's yeah. a good movie either way. The first two are good. The after yeah. that
7: just yeah. they sucked.
9: So is the third oh. one a Kwanzaa movie because it has a black guy in it? Yes.
7: Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the billboard he's wearing. That's what <laughs> I that's
9: the way that's I, I take to. it. That's how <laughs> I celebrate it. I mean how I do celebrate was that, is um, uh, not up for discussion.
10: Who
1: was that? Who was that guy in there? Samuel,
10: Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. I, I like
5: that one. That was that the
1: one is... cab one where he used the cab yeah. driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
5: That one is so like over the top. I don't know. It's it's a pretty fun movie. I kind of like I it. Mean, there's a lot
9: I'll of traits that are very Kwanzaa like in it. That's all I'm saying.
5: That's Die Hard with a vengeance, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know Bruce yeah. I think one of Bruce Willis's better movies was uh was it Sixteen Blocks with Mosdeaf in it? Oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although his voice was dry, drove me nuts during the whole movie, but it was a really good movie.
5: Most Def, uh yeah, he's actually a pretty good actor. <laughs> yeah. Interestingly, yeah, like that yeah. movie. And then uh, I think he was in one of the seasons of Dexter, right? Is that what I'm thinking of? I,
1: don't, I quit watching Dexter after the second season. Where
5: he did like a really good job. Oh, uh, I think it was good up through like maybe the fifth or something. Most Def was in it like somewhere around that time. I think he was like a car repair salesman who like almost it was season found six,
2: dexter season six
9: yeah, it was, it was of, oh.
2: season six had a lot of uh religious themes to it and he was a he was like a street preacher type of guy that, that dexter was? was kind dexter was kind of uh trying to find some sort of a higher calling and, um, oh, I, I
5: hated six though because th- that was the one with uh Edward James almost, right? And uh, God, Edward James almost, Colin, Colin, oh, Colin Hanks, Hanks, yeah. yeah, yeah, I figured out Is what who? the twist was. Colin Tom Hanks, Hanks's Tom son, Hanks's the, the son. less,
8: oh. the
9: lesser oh. cool of the Tom Hanks sons,
5: right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the way, the way less cool of the two, yeah, I, uh, and yeah, and the one that looks like he's actually Tom Hanks's son, so he's obviously not as cool, but yeah, that that season I figured out like what was going on, what the twist was in like the first episode or whatever. And I'm like, this is just stupid.
1: Yeah. I, I, that. Like, <laughs> I think, I think I might've watched the beginning of the third season, but I just, I was like,
2: oh, yeah, no, no, you got to watch the fourth season. season I love four four the was like
9: this- Be a man and hate, yeah. watch the whole fucking thing. That's right. that's, season four that's was like
2: the season four was like peak Dexter. And then five and five wasn't bad. Six was not good. Seven was pretty good. And then eight, was just a terrible ending and then seven.
5: That... Mm, there was one where they had like a really good like villain in it but then wasn't like the main villain in it and like they killed him off or something i think that might have been seven i don't even remember but after like six and beyond i think it was pretty bad and had like moments where he thought that they were gonna be able to like bring it back and they didn't but season three is awesome man season three is the one with uh jimmy smith's right speaking of the star wars prequels he's uh miguel right in uh He's the attorney in season three. Really good mm-hmm. villain. Really good character. Love that one. And then four is the with the Trinity Killer, John Lithgow. Right? Yeah, that's a yeah, that's that a really one, good season as well. That's
9: when it peaked. I think season one and season four are good enough to at least they were good enough to get me all the way to watch even their latest reboot where he Lithgow lives in, a cabin was in the a woods. Good,
1: Lithgow was a, a really good villain. Oh yeah, yeah. he, was, remember, really he was in he was in a movie like back in the early '90s where he was a villain. I can't remember what. it Oh, was.
7: Harry and Hendersons. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
9: Fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs>
10: the the one that I talked about on the show the other day that I don't hear talked about very often is is that look if I told you that I was going to make a Christmas family comedy and my stars were going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad, you would say, "Holy shit, worst movie ever made!" But Jingle All the Way was actually pretty good.
7: I love that movie. It's, yeah. It's all right. I've
10: never seen my, it. My, my seen wife it
7: hates it, but she's like, you got to watch that with your sons every year. And my sons like it too.
10: Jingle All the Way is surprisingly so, good. And then when you consider that Sinbad is like a minus 99 percentile, you know, like bringing the movie down, it Phil actually like, is good. The it was did, awesome. yeah, it did have Phil Hartman in it. Oh. And so then oh, yeah. it immediately jumps it way back. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Speaking I mean, he was that. He was the best voice on the Simpsons too, so. Yes. Oh yeah.
10: Hi, I'm yep. Tremaine McClure. Yeah, a lot of people little like to muse about when when did the Simpsons die? And they talk about like, well, you look at you look when key writers left, when there was a lot of turnover with the staff. Season so, ri- writers plus Phil Hartman equals dead Simpsons. When the yeah,
9: animation I mean. got good is when the show went to shit. Yep. Somewhere around
5: season yep. 12
7: or something.
1: Season I'm 9.
9: Say. No, that's what I, say, nine. I, I It's earlier than 12. I, it's every little digits.
7: <clears throat> overall quality went down, but like there were some bangers from like season 9 to 12. Like every like the Tamako episode was one of Tomaco's them. Tamako was a really phenomenal yeah. episode.
1: That
5: one's good. The Mr. X one is really good. Uh yeah. the, the yeah. sync one is one of my favorites.
7: <laughs> I don't remember that one.
1: Is that the one where Correct. they do the boy band? Yeah, yeah, With yeah, that's a good
7: one. Yeah, it is. Infinite is a uh, Evinet Is that the yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, that episode. Okay. Yeah.
10: See that's the thing I always laugh about is you'll you'll see again like you'll see some of the woke types say oh no Simpsons is just as good if not better today than ever but then when they when those same people make a list of all time best episodes they're all from before 1997 and I'm like oh so you're you're lying to yourself then
1: I've tried so many times to go watch uh, like other seasons and I get like five ten minutes in an episode and I'm like I can't do it it's,
6: mm-hmm. it's
2: well you know speaking of Sinbad and cartoon shows that have gotten better with as time has gone y'all are are y'all big fans of american dad and american dad had a had like I'll a sinbad had a sinbad tangent where jeff gets kidnapped and taken to outer space and sinbad's there on the spaceship and then i've never was, seen that Oh, uh, yeah, american yeah. dad is great I've never like, watched american dad it's, you've, you've got to it's a really
1: i've been weird watching weird i've been now, watching yeah. family guy clips on uh, instagram <laughs> And I'm surprised that mm-hmm. they can put them on Instagram. But
9: I was watching Family Guy after it got canceled the first time. And then mm-hmm. they you could only get it on uh CD box sets when I was in college. Yeah, um, I had those. And yeah. I thought it was the I have greatest the, shit. I had the first two box sets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like 2003, yeah, 2004. It was like, it was naughty. It was like, oh, they're, this is, you know, they, they kicked us off TV. They'll, they'll never let it back on. And then yeah. they let it back on and then like put in four more like spinoffs. And I was like, ah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
10: Fuck. when yeah, i was in college yeah when i was in college everybody had like the seasons one through four family guy and aqua teen hunger force oh I loved that's Aquatine that's when hunger i was in Brothers. college yeah, yeah. love yep. it yeah yeah same here yeah we had those yeah i had early 2000s. ones yeah.
5: i got uh all the seinfeld dvds as well that was my there shit uh and then uh but but i think south park was uh south park was around before family guy right and that was really oh yeah cool. yeah
1: that was yeah. really
5: definitely uh yeah like going over the line so that was south the nervous, just like you can't but watch some of this. the
1: new south park episodes are actually really good yeah, yeah. I, don't think the new stuff is really I don't think
9: that well they've done. really missed a beat they just had their 25th anniversary uh, over the summer yeah which, the the, uh,
5: the trump season was pretty bad but other than that
9: well it was I, also they were like fuck we weren't expecting this and yeah. there's a lot of people that have done long form breakdowns of south park and when it mm. in their minds went to shit um, and it's all because, and Matt and Trey flat out say they're like, We weren't expecting a Trump presidency, we did not have this in the hopper. Right. We were fully prepared to go in one direction, mm. and we just had to go off the cuff and literally make shit up on the fly. But which is that's what different. they do anyway, though, just well, correct, which which isn't different. But normally, they're doing bottle episodes where one week doesn't have anything to do with the next week, and they already knew that they were going to have like a uh, tied together. Uh, episodic season, and so they just kind of treat the whole season okay, like so. Whatever. During that season, they didn't, they didn't was that, that the
1: one where they did the uh, was that the one where they did the um, oh, who's the basketball player that they totally ripped on? The Carl Malone, the, no, the Chinese, the one Yao that was Ming? like, nah, he was um, oh, Jeremy Jerry Lin? Lin? uh, Jeremy Lynn, no, the LeBron. Le- LeBron yeah. James, like totally. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no,
5: no, that that was, that was
10: the, the famous show. Chinese player, LeBron, LeBron James. James yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, no. That's I was saying the one the Chinese episode,
1: the one where Le- he's Le- like LeBron- worshiping. The,
5: the, the one, one where, where he's banned from China. Yeah, they, the, they yeah. literally had the episode called "Banned in China," and it actually, yeah. uh, like, the B plot was uh, Stan actually was like in a band that got banned from China, I think, and then like mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, Randy was over there, and I don't even well, remember. Doesn't was he do a
1: speech? Doesn't he do like almost word for word the same speech he did? Like,
5: uh, I can't remember exactly. That was after the Trump season. That season was was okay. pretty good.
1: The, the... But I, I don't think that's know when it came out. I just I remember watching it. I think that's when Hello. they
9: introduced Mickey Mouse into the South Park universe.
7: Oh yeah, uh, I, I love uh, their uh Caitlyn Jenner. So. Oh yeah,
5: yeah. the yeah.
9: Buckle, yeah. Up, Buckle, Buckle, Buckle Up Buckers.
5: Yeah, and, like, the the season where they did the Trump stuff was, like, right after he got elected, and it wasn't, like, I think it was just they didn't know what they were going to do, really. Like, they didn't go, like, woke or anything like that. It was just, like, they had Mr. Garrison basically morph into Trump, and it just wasn't that funny.
9: Well, they even said in interviews that they just didn't like the Trump thing because he was getting ragged on so hard that it was hard to be different when you were including him into something. Yeah, yeah. And if it was Hillary, it was pre-written for him. I mean, it was just waiting on him. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh,
5: but yeah, I mean, in the past, they've been good at just like ripping on everything, but I think you're right. Like Trump was like a different thing where it was like the establishment was just constantly yeah ripping on him. So it's like, how do you do that, but do it in a funny way and make it, you know, ripping on him for the actual reasons that you should be rather than mm-hmm. like what the establishment is doing, because they're yeah. only ripping on for the wrong reasons.
9: It is surprising the few things that are like South Park that have just skated through and haven't been canceled. Even when they openly call for, like, cancel us. Like, please, fucking cancel us.
5: Well, they did get banned in China with the Banned in China episode. <laughs>
9: Imagine that.
5: Be- because they compared what's um uh what's the- Winnie the Pooh.
9: Their-
7: to Winnie the Pooh?
5: Yeah, their president's name, whatever his name is. Yeah, they compared him to Winnie the Pooh.
9: Xi Jinping. Yes, Xi Jinping,
5: or whatever it is. I only
10: speak American. I don't know that Chinese <laughs> right.
6: Yeah.
10: I know uh Annika and I have watched some of the newer episode of, of Family Guy very recently and it's I've I've kind of just sort of reached the point with everything is is that for one, I always put like live action sitcoms are in a separate category from animated ones because, I mean, there's just there's just categorical reasons that they're different. I mean, the main one being that the animated ones can't they don't age, right? Because they're animated characters. And yeah. so it's, it's a different category altogether. But even though animated can theoretically go for a really long time, whereas live action would theoretically have an end date because of aging out characters, I mm-hmm. still think that they need to have an expiration date set on them fairly early on. Um, I know. Of course, it's easy for me to say that, right? Like if I'm if I'm Seth McFarlane or Trey Parker or whatever, and I'm making millions of dollars, who, who am I to tell them? Oh, yeah, you should quit and move on to another project. But I haven't liked the, the last two or three seasons of, Fa- of South Park as much. I, I haven't liked the last 10 seasons of Family Guy. And I probably haven't liked the last 20 seasons of The Simpsons. Family and so guy, it's, yeah. it's, But but when but then when you look at when all those shows started, kind of staggered out, it sort of lines up. Where in that seven to nine year window, it's like, I mean, even with South Park, a lot of people love South Park, and a lot of people still do, and and I get it. But it it started off like almost just edgy for the sake of being edgy because they were trying to be that way. But yeah. then it evolved into an actually really clever show that had yeah. made a lot of really statements in very poignant ways. But it's like, but no one can do that forever.
1: No one. I mean, can. the first the first three seasons were Kenny dying and Saddam Hussein and Satan in bed. That, that was
5: right. Like yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They, yeah. they yeah. just they kids trying over to, to, to see
9: what they can say on basic cable or whatever. Like, right. yeah, they
5: switch over to, to yeah, like a making faggot, Kenny, yeah, like commentary on the, the on, episode uh, with Token. That,
1: yeah. The episode with Token, where he, he learns he can play bass. that is the absolute best episode yeah yeah
7: that is it rewrites all those like like, love songs and like just puts jesus in there like i need you inside of me jesus (laughs) Mm
10: -hmm. i don't remember who's who said that they needed missouri to win but you you better hope they pick up this fourth and 33 that's oh, all I'm saying. I think that would be Toad. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, they're, I mean, do, didn't do it, they're, they're down 10 with a minute left and have a fourth and 33, so... Okay, talking Seth MacFarlane, did you guys watch Orville?
5: Yes, I no. did, except I haven't watched the most recent season, but I watched the first two. The third Orville?
1: season's the best. Really? It's good. Yeah, it's it's a great season. It's, it's, it's,
7: it's the best Star Trek show on TV.
1: Yes.
5: I, I enjoyed the first two seasons well enough, like...
1: The first season was hilarious. Second season was decent. The third season was phenomenal. It I mean, was it is great. It's a I mean, proof they, they, of Star Trek. So. Yeah, they hit. Yeah. They hit a couple topics. I'm surprised they they weren't canceled for. Interesting.
2: All right. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I have to check it out then because I I was just worried that it was going to be basically Seth Seth MacFarlane being dumb in space. And no. I, yeah. I, I, there's. I've I've reached the, my like. Max, the first season.
1: Uh, the first season he's dumb. There's, yeah. Yeah. He's dumb. Mm-hmm. The first season he's okay. But the third season they actually take on like like the transgender stuff, and I think they meant for it to go one way, but it went the other way and
5: I, I think they kind of already were right with like because uh, you know they have all these like alien races in the show and stuff like didn't they have like there was at least one alien race where they're all male the one that yeah like, well that's
7: yeah. their and... war parody.
5: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah but, I mean exactly. it's, yeah. the third season's very well very much worth watching.
7: Okay. Oh yeah. And plus oh, Norm I'll, McDonald. I'll do Norm McDonald's on the show too. He voices yeah. an alien. He,
5: he was, yeah. He voices, uh, yeah, like
9: the the whatever blob that like, alien. blob
5: character is. Yeah. yeah. Not anymore, though, unfortunately. Yeah.
9: <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what did, happened? Did something happen?
5: <laughs> I didn't even know he was sick.
9: I mean, if Norm's still not on the show, then I don't think I'm going to start it. I'm. I. I don't know if I can commit. <laughs> mm.
5: I don't know if you guys are being serious or not.
10: <laughs> the, more hear, the more I hear about this Norm McDonald, the more I don't care for him. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Family
5: Guy and Simpsons, I'm, I think, three seasons behind now. I had watched every episode up until that point. And Family Guy, I'm sure, got worse within that time span somewhere because I think prior to that, it was at least kind of just like, it kind of just stayed at least like stagnant. It was just like, oh, they're just doing all these same like random Stupid family guy style yeah. jokes. Yeah, like like okay. And like I'll laugh at some of it, but
10: I think well, so that's a... The Go thing ahead. about Family Guy in particular is that, like, I'm not a huge Seth McFarlane fan, which is really the main reason why I haven't watched the Orville. So it's interesting to hear that from you, Steve, because you're actually the second person I've now heard say, like, I get it. It sounds stupid. You're tired of Seth McFarlane, but actually the Orville turned out to be really good. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm being convinced to look into it. But uh, Seth McFarlane did an interview like all the way back in like 2011 or something like that, where he said, I think Family Guy is about done. I think we've like all the ideas I had that are kind of like in my, in my old scratch pad of here's all my dumb fuck ideas. The pads done. I've reached to the last page. But they just keep giving him money. So again, like who am I to judge him? He keeps making the show because they keep giving him money. But he himself openly said, I'll never win another Emmy. The show is done. I'm out of ideas. I'll do it until they stop paying me. And here we are, literally eleven years after that interview, and they're still doing it. And you know, still it's the interesting it. thing that you say is that. Is he even involved in that?
2: I don't think I've watched Family Guy since I get so it was it was around the time I moved to Pennsylvania. So I haven't watched since like 2013, 2014. Like that was about the time that it just kind of hit a point where I stopped being interested in it. Like they mm-hmm. were doing a lot of the, a lot of the Brian and Stewie dumbass episodes that were just like not funny.
1: And yeah, I tuned, I tuned long. out with the pedophile guy. I, that's when I tuned out. But I, I like, I like, uh, I like the clips. Like yeah. I, I watch the
10: clips because they're funny.
7: Yeah, yeah so, or that's how I consume it.
10: This yeah. 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 So Family yeah. Guy had the same thing happen that The Simpsons did. Like, I've, I've seen people talk about this and where they talk, like, if you look at The Simpsons, The Simpsons went from... A story of kind of like your lovable Oaf Dad, and it's a and it's, and it's a dysfunctional family, and he's choking his son, and, and all that stuff, and 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 Marge and Lisa and all that, and kind of the dynamics, and then it kind of grew into. But there's this whole vibrant town, and look at all these characters interacting with each other. Yeah. But the longer the show go, goes, the the to the greater extreme, all the characters become ex- hmm. caricatures of themselves. So well, now Homer's escalating. Homer's no longer a lovable oaf who t- puts his family first. Now he's just an abject fucking retard who should have died a hundred times in accidents. Yeah, and just and on it and, and the same thing happened to Family Guy, but like you know in like a five to ten year gap because the show wasn't as old. So once it got to like season twelve, season thirteen, somewhere around there, because remember it used to be like Brian was always kind of like an intellectual but he yeah. wasn't an intellectual for the sake of look at me. I'm the token liberal. That's not what Brian was in the first several seasons. He was right. kind of like the voice of reason and he morphed yeah. into this oppressive Democrat. And yeah, so again, so fierce, again, man. all it the characters Brian? became caricatures of themselves. And it Brian, made the show man. worse. Brian wasn't Brian
1: like, like dog? he, like Limbaugh was on there. Wasn't he like a huge Limbaugh fan in the first couple seasons? Brian no, a, they, uh, they did do an
10: episode where Limbaugh was literally in. Yeah, Brian. he
1: was actually in it, but I remember them doing, like, I thought he was supposed to be a Republican in the first couple seasons, and then I remember him... <laughs>
10: I don't remember. He don't he, think, no, a couple he he always came off as kind of like a token liberal but it what but it, like it's it's the same thing of like wokism. It wasn't really in your face like he just it just so happened to be a liberal esque character who was just sort of Peter's confidant and he would talk to He basically played the the role of Wilson from Home Improvement. Brian was Wilson. And he would go and get advice from him, and then Peter would go and try to regurgitate that advice to his wife and kids. But then it morphed into Stewie's ultra gay, Brian's ultra Democrat, you know, Lois is an insane midlife crisis housewife, and, and you know all, all that stuff. It, it was funny the first minute they did it. And it's mm-hmm. like maybe, maybe Seth MacFarlane was, was telling us something. Like if you go back – I don't know for certain, but I'm willing to bet if you go back and look at when he said I'm out of ideas, I bet you'll find that in that moment they start to make episodes where it's just extreme caricatures. Mm-hmm. And that, like, like that should have been the end. You should have said, yeah. you know, it's, it's funny once. It's not funny for 12 more years. Well, and that was probably, right, they- at the,
9: that was probably right at the moment that they released Chicken Fight 3. And after uh. that, I was done.
2: Well, and remember when they one. killed Brian off and yes, brought some do, replacement, yeah. and that lasted for all of like three weeks, and they're like, "Ah, this was a mistake."
9: Yeah, there was like an
5: internet out of- rage
7: mob behind that too. That was kind of lame. What was it? Uh, there was like an internet rage mob, like bring Brian yes. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
5: exactly. Yeah, everybody flipped out about it, and then they were like, I'm "Oh like, it's shit!" A cartoon. We, yeah, the- we got to bring yeah. Brian back.
2: Well, the problem was the replacement that the Brian replacement sucked. Like it That's absolutely true. fucking sucked. If they had,
1: I never remember. Had had a,
2: if they had had a good plan for repra- for replacing Brian and it Justin. actually had that character be like well fleshed out, then it probably would have worked. But
7: like,
9: yeah, no, know. it was. I, I think, think it, it
7: was a new Coke. Thing. I think it was a new Coke kind of thing. Yeah. It was. They, I they think but- it was intentional.
9: They needed was- a butters yeah. to a Kenny, and they ended up with something far worse.
5: Yeah, unless you think it was the plan all along to bring Brian back because they they obviously had already was- they had already set up like plot devices in order to do that if they wanted to because Stewie has a time machine so it's just like well we can bring Brian back. I
10: I don't I don't mean to carry the episode further and further away from Justin's Christmas spectacular. <laughs> but but have, have you guys did you guys see the trailer that Netflix is doing a that '90s show with members of the cast of that '70s oh, show no. and it's I like know,
4: surprisingly surprisingly I please, no. Yeah. It's yeah. It's
10: in the it's in the same house with Red Foreman and Kitty are like central characters, but it's a new group of kids because it's the nineties, and so it's going to no. be like their granddaughter is visiting, no. and these are some of her friends. And I and I and I'll go ahead and spoil one thing. Because they always check the boxes they they have enough they have enough member berries to bring you in right there's red Cameos. there's kitty kitty's acting like kitty red says dumbasses ooh maybe I'll watch is red, this
1: is is red transgender or
10: no no no, no.
1: I'm, I'm
10: getting to that I did see fez fez is a hairdresser and he's doing kitty's hair because he's you know whatever fez but
5: probably gay
10: so that so those are the member berries right that's how they reel you in but the granddaughter is of course white because I mean her parents were. white people so she's white all the rest of the teens hanging out in the basement are diverse (sighs) yeah wisconsin it's coming yeah
5: wisconsin yeah
9: you know red wouldn't
5: allow that in his house
9: (laughs) no written house come in and clean everything up
5: (laughs) (laughs) that's right red is like like archie bunker basically right like he's uh kind of yeah yeah
1: he wasn't as good
10: been. as Archie Bunker, though.
7: No, he definitely no, was not. But, so good, but... I, I see what Toad said. Yeah, and you
10: know what else is that? Not only are they diverse, but just if you line the casts up next to each other, like the cast of that '70s show, like they 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 looked like. Adult, like you know, how they always cast older people in the roles yes. of younger people. That's just that's just normal. So, I mean, you, you had uh, Ashton Kutcher and What's His Face playing in Hyde. And, and, and I mean, even Topher yeah. Grace, I mean, he's a scrawny dude, but he looked like a young man playing a teenage boy. Yeah. And then the two chicks, of course, Mila, Mila Kunis was mega jailbait back Mila when that Kunis. show first came yeah. on. Yeah, she lied about uh, her age, right? Yeah she, yeah, she was only like 14 going on 15 in episode one of that show. Yeah. So like mega cringe that Ashton Kutcher was all over her at 14. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. They still looked like a bit older people that looked at least semi-impressive. Yeah. Like the dudes stood up straight and had a little, like they actually filled out their shirts. The new yeah. cast, on top of being diverse, they're pudgy, they're effeminate. It's uh, it's the writers and directors casting themselves in the roles. It's the same thing that happens in every show and every movie but that's, now. And, but I don't even and, think
5: and that's, there's that's not how people were in the 90s though.
7: Yeah, maybe, they're not being you know. period accurate, are you
10: telling me No, that's me that?
5: how
7: people are now.
9: Yeah. But there's no way they have to be missing one of the actors cuz he's currently facing multiple rape charges. Uh, well, it's not like, it's only
10: there's only a handful of that? originals. Taylor Grace?
5: No, it's Hyde. Yeah
10: yeah. 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 yeah, yeah,
7: Hyde.
1: Yeah. The, yeah, that dude's no No, which one was that?
10: Yeah, the like
7: guy that Sam Elliott, uh, that Netflix show, right? That the Range or the I, I don't know what it's called. Mm-hmm.
10: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, the guy that played Stephen Hyde, who's who's the guy that had like the fro and the glasses. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dan he Dan was a little bit. He was like the tough guy. Um, in so the group. He's
1: facing charges now. Oh, some mm-hmm. serious ones too, Apparently, and multiple.
9: Yeah. Apparently, yeah. he's a bit of a creep. He was a little Deshaun Watson before Deshaun
10: Watson's time.
5: Deshaun Watson did nothing well, wrong. Right? I was just about to say that. God damn it.
10: <laughs> Deshaun Watson did nothing wrong.
5: No, he was just paying uh, masseuses for a little bit extra. What's wrong with I think
10: Bill no Clinton Masterson did
9: that Apple Island, right? But I think Danny Masterson was a little more direct. And, Probably. Uh, but it was also, yeah. it was still LA, the height of Me Too. And I don't know how valid the arguments are, but mm-hmm. the allegations, fuck, I feel bad for any guy that has those allegations to face. Because uh, it don't look good for that guy. Yeah. 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 Remember- it's very I festive. It, okay? I do understand. Mean- do you
5: remember when myself? they did that 80s show?
10: Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. It lasted, yeah.
5: for-, it lasted yeah. for like five episodes. Probably. See, that's the yeah, thing. Is really? That-
10: so yeah, this is a Netflix special, and that's this is exactly see because that '80s show was a totally different thing, and it flopped. This that yeah. the whole that '90s show is oh look, it's in Wisconsin. Oh look, there's Red and Kitty. There's only a handful of actors from the oh, original Wisconsin. show. It's not like the whole cast. Does yeah. Cheap
5: Trick do the theme song?
10: I don't know. I didn't actually hear. It. Oh, I, no. saw, I, I saw it like and like turned it off. A Nirvana song.
5: Yeah, Cheap. Well, Cheap Trick is a '70s band, but Cheap Trick did. uh it was a new song, right? They explicitly like did that song for that '70s show. They got him to do the uh, theme song for it. So I'm wondering if they got some like '90s band to do the '90s show.
9: they are <laughs> like, all right, Screaming Trees come in and take. Hey, Screaming Lanigan's Trees were a good band.
1: Mark
5: Lanegan
7: is green dead.
1: And this, yeah, they're the singer's gone. Yeah, I, don't I don't think know, the Bubble Surfers
7: have any work these days. Yeah, yeah,
5: bring in the butthole Surfers.
1: Fuck yeah. Uh one-hit wonders. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Yeah, which is crazy because the Buttle Surfers have like probably over twenty albums worth of material, and nobody knows any of their stuff yeah, except yeah. Pepper.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I remember hearing about them, but you know, never yeah. really into them. But that was their only song they never got played in the radio.
5: Yeah. yeah, they have a very extensive catalog. shot. They,
1: they also heard. they also
7: had a uh, uh,
1: cameo the in uh, <laughs> in one of the Simpsons episodes.
7: Oh, Ooh. Rod and Todd when the, yeah. their house burned down. I yeah, yeah. That's Wait. That's daddy, what
1: the butthole surfers? No, oh, <laughs> oh, no, he's yeah, like, right, he's yeah. like, um I was stupid and I'm a butthole surfer. <laughs> that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right, yeah. The the
5: the <laughs> hurricane episode.
1: The hurricane, yeah, yeah. Yep, We just watched that one the other day.
5: Oh, it's a great episode.
1: <laughs> my my oh, like my fifteen year old and I watch at least two episodes of The Simpsons every day. Nice.
5: The classic uh, good Simpsons,
1: yeah, in the first nine seasons.
5: Yeah, I used to do that back in the day. Get home from school, Simpsons would be on mm-hmm. the syndication. Well, yeah, you- all the way up, and then watch the rest of it like as it airs.
10: Yeah, it was yeah. a really. I was gonna say it's a really good education actually going back and watching like the first several seasons of The Simpsons because when those seasons were on TV, I was like I was young and so I laughed, but I laughed for different reasons then yeah. i laugh at it, it when, yeah. when you watch them now as an adult you think There's wow i'm, not, I'm not sure this like the first yeah. five six seasons of the simpsons i'm not sure that would be on tv now some of the shit no. that they say and do no yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: first 10 seasons on dvd and when i was in college i would uh, especially on like days that we didn't have practice or any or games or anything going on and i would have to be at the gym all day doing laundry and doing other stuff i would just take my laptop and the and the dvds and just sit in the in the uh like in the locker room and watch simpsons all day and Mm -hmm. man those are like good days
5: i'll tie it to christmas right now because i i have all the seasons they ever released on dvd i think up through 16 or whatever and that used to be um one of my uh, christmas presents every year
1: my mom well, would get obviously because back.
9: the simpsons is Simps- a christmas show i mean <laughs> hey, hey like, the, the, the back, first, back, one of the best yeah, one of the, the best christmas episodes, episodes of the,
1: simpsons. the simpsons was mm-hmm. the uh the one fun where bart fun. burns down the trees yep where he burns down the tree in the house with the because he goes down early to get his present
5: oh no i'm thinking of a different one but the the first ep- full ep the first Full-length episode of The Simpsons ever was a Christmas episode. Yeah, First that's when they episode. get Santa's little get helper. Santa's little helper. Right? Yeah, which is why his name. So, so, or so Santa's little yeah. helper. Maybe it is a Christmas mm-hmm. show, but my favorite uh, Christmas <laughs> episode of The Simpsons is uh, is the one where Bart steals the video game.
10: Mm-hmm. Bone yep. Storm. Bone yep. Storm. Yep. Yeah. Great episode. Then he he gets the game.
1: Did you see that they released that putting game on? Uh, it's online somewhere.
10: <laughs> Lee Trevino's. Yeah, put put. Yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah, online
1: somewhere. I haven't played it yet, but I've seen it.
10: Yeah. So okay. So here's an interest. So again, not to carry this away from Justin's Christmas spectacular, but <laughs> okay, only accounting for the peak of the show, like first ten seasons in both shows, Seth MacFarlane explicitly said he wanted to make a show better than The Simpsons. Did he accomplish it? No. 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 I say I say no as well. The no. first season, Simpsons blow away Family Guy. Yep.
9: And I would still take South Park over out of those three. I would take South Park, Simpsons, then Family Guy. Mm, as, Simpsons as, like, first. a
5: whole, as far as because the Simpsons has, like, fallen so much, I would say South Park would, uh, I would rank South Park the best in that regard. But as far as, like, how good the show was in its peak, it's still the Simpsons, if that makes like, sense. Like, I think,
9: and I think a lot of that probably has to do, at least for me, the time in which it came out. Yeah. By the time mm-hmm. Family Guy came out, I was already in college. That was right in my wheelhouse, but I had a very short shelf life. Uh, mm-hmm. South Park came out in '97, I was 15. It yeah. was perfect. I was watching the Attitude Era and the Monday Night Wars, and then yep. South Park yeah. was right there. Yeah, I was in uh, middle school. Space Coast, a... coast to coast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, man. And my parents, guys, man. My parents and so didn't that, allow South Park. Um, that just, I was in middle school. <laughs> South Park just hit different than The Simpsons coming out in 89 when I was 7. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I grew up with The Simpsons. It was just always there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. to be in your peak adolescence when South Park hit, yeah, I mean, it – Hey, I grew it, it, up. I grew up in a fundamentalist home.
1: I was not allowed to watch The Simpsons, but I watched it every week. Yeah. I snuck well, stuff too. Yeah. I think.
9: I think also like The Simpsons was my mom's favorite show. And when you're a teenager, what's the least cool fucking thing in existence? Whatever your parents like. Yeah, I, I, and, I actually and, I
5: turned my mom onto The Simpsons later because I think she didn't want me to watch that either. And I was watching like yeah. in syndication. Like she would like, I think catch some of the episodes and be like, oh, this actually has like a pro family. Message to we weren't, my we weren't mom.
2: allowed to watch the simpsons either yeah. but during harvest season whenever dad was in the field until late at night mom didn't know that he didn't let us watch it so <sighs> my brother and i would put it on <laughs> and we'd yeah. watch it every week
5: during harvest yeah my, my so dad that- didn't care like my dad would be like whatever <laughs> so see this that's was- why
10: come on I was gonna say that's why it's good to control like Peak versus Peak. Because I think if you said, you know, who which show had the better seasons like in the teens, like say 12 through 16? Oh, it's South Park. Oh, South yeah. Park crushes yeah, yep. Family Guy and Simpsons both. Yep. But like who had the best seasons one through ten, Simpsons mutilates those guys. Yeah. Yeah. All like because again, all the classic hits. Of the Simpsons were all in those seasons. Well, when Conan
1: yeah. was writing during four, five, and six, those are yeah. those are phenomenal yes. seasons, best seasons. Yes. You had Troy McClure, mm-hmm. you had you had all the episodes with um, Sideshow Bob in those mm-hmm. seasons, like the best Sideshow Bob episodes. Yeah, monorail, anybody, monorail. I don't care what yeah. anybody monorail, says. Yeah, Sideshow Bob stepping on the rakes in mm-hmm. the, uh, <laughs> the Cape in, in, Cape in the in the Cave Fear remake <laughs> was. Absolutely, I'll every time I watch that, <laughs> I'm in tears laughing because I don't know why, but it's absolutely the best. Well, because
5: it's me. a sight gag and it's something the family guy would do because it's one of those ones that lasts like forever and it keeps well, yeah. going with like, with, yeah.
1: with Peter with the, with the knee.
5: <sighs> yeah, it's, it's that. <laughs> Yeah, the Simpsons did it first. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, remember when, just, remember
2: so Homer got uh, gained ownership
1: of the Denver Broncos. Yep. Mm-hmm.
10: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so like well, that's, yeah, exactly. that's a great
1: episode. That's with uh Scorpio. Pink Scorpio. Yep. Good- so, yeah, yeah. Oh, so recurring
10: awesome. recurring characters and like recurring bits. You know, everybody has done it, but because the Simpsons were literally first, but also thematically first, like you compare fucking chicken fights one two three four and whatever to like if there was a sideshow bob episode this is a fucking event everyone shut the fuck up gather around the tv it's a sideshow bob episode here we go you're locked in those other shows did not compare to that yeah yeah
1: i i I would have to say sideshow bob over troy mcclure for me he was great Mm -hmm. troy mcclure was awesome but sideshow bob was
5: Amazing. Yeah, I, the episodes that were McClure centric were not as good
7: as although like, the ju- one where he marries his, like Soma. Oh, that's the uh, the Planet of the Apes musical episode, right? Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah it is. that yeah. T-shirt, yeah. mm-hmm. Doctor Zayas. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you could
10: you could do a whole thing just watching all the infomercial tapes of Troy McClure, and the, I mean they just they every single one of them kill. They're all amazing. They were so good at the recurring things back then, not now. Back then,
1: well, the one the one where the uh, the meat one. Where Lisa becomes a vegetarian. Yeah, it's a good episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. one is that, that <laughs> where he's going through the uh, the factory. That's hilarious. Yeah, the-
10: oh yeah, that kid's the-
7: reaction at the end killed me yeah
10: the the side so one of my all my all-time favorites and i know it's a lot of people's it's an easy comp out is the side plot episode where they do a little miniature episode of a bunch the, of different people in town yeah, so so films, yeah really so awesome. that because that was the one, one that had like aurora borealis inside yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's an that, all-time great sh- episode of a comedy ever in any medium is that episode
5: yeah, because uh, a show like that hadn't attempted to do something like that before, I don't think, and they did it and it was like some of those uh, short, like, you know, they're like vignettes, basically. Like, some of those were some of the best scenes with that particular character ever in the show, like the obviously like the Skinner Cletus? and Chalmers scene. That one, yeah, Cletus,
10: the, the Cletus gets one things. Cletus, the Slytaw Yoko. Yeah, mm-hmm. Some folks will never lose a toe But then again some focal yeah. And the other one is uh, Some folks will never eat a skunk But then again yeah. some yeah. focal yeah. Yeah.
5: Cletus the slack jawed yokel and God that, yeah. that show was
10: fucking good Yeah that was a good one uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I can <like to laughs> call yeah. my mom while I'm up here
5: Yeah and it has uh, like one of the best uh, like Chief Wiggum uh, scenes as well right? Where it's like kind of the Pulp Fiction yes. uh, Spoof mm-hmm. part of it Yeah um with the uh where they're kind of riffing on the uh the quarter pounder with cheese thing, but it's, mm-hmm. it's a crusty burger with crusty so. burger with
1: cheese yeah. was, yeah. hey I Alan, was over is there in, a uh, capital city and I had a quarter pounder with cheese it was <laughs> like it's like McDonald's He's like, yeah, there's like fifty thousand uh fifty thousand yeah. locations well, well, I'm not up overnight
9: <laughs> <laughs> Alan, is there a Mizzou update? Is to, oh, oh, is totally uh,
10: Mizzou lost by 10. Oh no. I needed them to yeah. come
5: within two.
6: 27-17.
10: Uh well they did uh
9: they did lose a wide receiver to the transfer portal to Georgia. And I think they that were, was
5: factored in.
9: Uh so he okay. I didn't know I can't keep up with all this shit. Like once you are in the transfer portal, you're clearly not playing with the team. If you fire a coach, they're not even on the sideline. So bowls get really wonky. Mm-hmm. you know, this time of year where you just like, I don't even know what fucking team's going to take the field. But. I,
6: I,
5: yeah, I mean, I do pretty well at betting them. I do it based on like motivation. And this was one of those things where like Wake Forest was like, whatever they were like a six and one team and they were ranked at one point and then you just completely fell off. And like, do they really want to be in the gas bowl? Whereas is Missouri is a team that like, doesn't really make these bowls very often right now that they didn't have any expectations this season really. And they have the better, Rushing attack, and this was supposed to be in like bad wind and shit. So I was like, "Yeah, Missouri makes sense here."
9: See, Mizzou I fucked I usually, up by like, giving their coach an extension before the season even ended, and they yep they rounded out at six and six, so they came in Damn. with no motivation. Wake Forest should have beat Clemson, and if you want to hear me say all these same words, watch
10: Justin and our show. Well, this is why,
5: uh, I, yeah, this is why I bet oh, against like in the bowl. Mm-hmm.
10: I mean, I, I usually check out of the bowl games for exactly this reason, except for maybe the biggest ones. But like, I mean, I mean, I'm from Tennessee, so I watch I watch UT. But I, like, Tennessee and Clemson could have been the orangest orangey orange bowl ever between two good teams, but neither of those teams are showing up with half of their offense and defense. Yeah. both That's of the them plan. have. Yeah.
9: So, really like, tell me, if the there's United like, bowl. T-
10: there's like 21 starters out between both of those teams. So, who wants to watch that shit? So, Alan,
9: tell me, did you watch the Tennessee-South Carolina game where Tennessee was wearing their alternate unis? I didn't. No, I didn't see it. Fuck. I don't know if we can pull it up or do a share screen, but I'm telling you, they were ripping off Clemson. It was orange helmet with the white logo on the side. Mm -hmm. It looked like they just went down the road, forgot their unis, and stole Clemson's for a game. So I they think should They should wear those against I, Clemson in the Orange Bowl, and it would just be orange fucking overload. You won't even know. They Tennessee, won't even know who they're throwing to. It won't
10: even Tennessee
5: matter. Tennessee must have uniforms that look like that. But they've worn in the past. Well, right? no,
10: the, well, they white looked, helmet or the smoky orange. Gray. So Who's orange on, yeah. So orange on orange on orange was a new thing for this year. That was like their third alternate, because their other alternates were the smoky grays and the blacks for Halloween. And the smoky grays and blacks went over pretty well. The orange on orange on orange didn't didn't do so hot. <laughs> no. no.
5: Yeah, but both teams in the orange bowl should wear orange on orange on orange, like you said. Yeah. And you won't even know which team you're throwing to. Who knows? <laughs>
9: Fuck yeah. Because I mean, I it's the bowl that uh, they don't care about. Therefore, make a mockery. of Neither
5: team yeah. cares about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I don't know if I'm going to get involved uh, monetarily in that one. But uh, well, this is going to
9: kind of get difficult. taken care of when they expanded twelve teams yes in the playoff. Yeah. this will yeah. be a problem that won't exist any longer yeah and you'll have to wait to extend or fire coaches you can't go in the transfer portal until january you know they're gonna have to rearrange some shit mm-hmm. uh in order to to get interest back up because it's not like interest in bowl games even back when they had the bcs was very much still there it was the one it was once you had the opt-out option a- aka quitting once you let the players quit then it made bowls completely useless and they got to do something to salvage that. And that's why they're expanding the playoff. And they just happen to make a shitload more money by expanding it. So it works out. Well, for them. I,
5: I think they should expand it because as you've seen this year, uh, I would say Alabama is probably the second best team in college football. And they're not in the playoff because they lost those two games on the road. on like pretty much on questionable and calls. And I don't uh, like Alabama, but I fucking about
6: hate
2: that. Alabama. We talked about that last that. night too. I said, I said, and I see, think Alabama. Sucks. I said the reasonable top four was Georgia, Michigan, Bama, Ohio State. But there's no way that they were going to be able to put Georgia versus Ohio State and Bama versus Michigan. And I think not those have the are actually
5: of the top four teams,
2: bro.
9: and are, not have the rest are. of
2: college football just absolutely rise up in mutiny. Like, no, yeah.
9: Justin, what would have been even worse is if they had Georgia versus Alabama and Ohio State versus Michigan. That would have made have heads explode. That's
5: what they I should think have they done. can, or can they do that? I guess they can because something they thinking can do whatever they... they want. Well, you know, yeah. in college, in uh, the in March Madness, they like the people that create the bracket aren't allowed to uh, have two teams facing each other in the first round that are from the same conference.
7: They're I don't think gonna... they have that rule for football. Yeah, for
5: football, they must not.
10: No. no. Well, I mean, but. Because that's the thing about the expanded playoff, too, is not only is it expanded, but there's going to be a couple of wrinkles in there. So the teams that get the bye are the top four teams of major conference champions. So like this year, for instance, TCU is in the top four because they're ranked in the top four. But in the expanded playoff, they actually would have dropped to fifth because they were not a higher-ranked conference champion. So so there's actually a couple of teams who would have lost seating in the expanded playoff this year. But most teams obviously would have been happy to be in. I completely disagree about the Alabama bullshit, by the way. I'm sorry. You just don't get to have two losses to LSU and Tennessee. and That's not what I
5: said. I just said that they're the better team.
10: But, (laughs) I mean – I mean, that's I cool if you disagree. think that they're that they're the better team. I disagree with that, but even if you think yeah. that they are the better, I'm fine with with thinking that they are the they're better team
5: by seven points on the road in both of those games they lost. So I just
10: hate
7: Alabama, so I'm I'm just going to agree with everything. I Alan don't, like, says. I, don't like, I don't like them either. And
5: as you know, I do have money on Kansas State, uh, but I bet it really early when uh, when I did not think that that number would do what it did. Like I thought it was just going to go down because I thought like Alabama's like, they have to be the most disappointed team of the season because they pretty much – they expect to be in the playoffs every year. Obviously, they thought they were going to be in the playoff until the very last moment, like until the rankings came out because all the teams they needed to lose lost a game.
9: My so
7: Longhorns think, should have beat them.
9: Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. Well, and, the, and that's Alabama's best win. was a one-point win against 8-4 and four Texas. And I'm not going to mm. shit on Texas, but for Alabama, you're batting pretty fucking low to – claim that that is enough to get in the playoff and not only that saban's in a decline i'm I'm, the the dynasty is on the the backslide and Uh. it's not gonna they're not gonna return to 2012 to 2018 form saban's just too Uh, old
5: i'm looking at uh, you know what the odds makers are putting out there basically because they're pretty much telling you who they think the better team is and they're the people that have the most money on it so but again bowls are all about motivation and i if you remember that Alabama Sugar Bowl against Utah, whenever that was, mm-hmm. where Alabama, and against
9: Oklahoma, yeah, Alabama uh, was that.
5: the way better team, a huge favorite, but obviously they had no motivation, didn't show up. Like this game kind of reminds me of that. But I took the line like right when it came out, I took Kansas State plus five and a half, then it like dropped all the way to it might have dropped even below three at some point, but now it's back up to six. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Because I See, thought it was just going to keep going down.
9: I don't even think Alabama is that good. I mean, if you look at their number one class from like 2020 or 2021, most of those kids aren't even on the team anymore. I don't even know how many kids they lost in the transfer portal this year. They had to fill positions last minute just to have it to be able to fill the team this year. Uh, Bryce Young, I mean, mm-hmm. I feel bad for him. He's a Heisman Trophy winner, but he's going to leave Alabama without a natty. And not yeah. many quarterbacks over the last 15 years can say that. Uh, it also makes me happy inside because I'm a Georgia fan, so fuck Alabama forever. But oh yeah, I, I, would... I, I don't like
5: Alabama. I was rooting for Georgia last year, uh, even though I, I did also have money on Georgia in that game.
10: But I mean, I, I grew I up t- a anyway. I grew up a Tennessee fan, and then now I kind of support Tennessee and Boise State. So I mean buck fama i mean it's, it's all day every day is buck fama i just yeah. and, and and people don't understand especially people who are like kids who are like 10 and all they know of college football is the last few seasons don't understand that like tennessee doesn't give a fuck about georgia they don't give a fuck about kentucky or south carolina they only give a fuck about alabama so when they yeah. beat alabama that was it if 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 Hypel had gone one and 11 this year and beat alabama he still would have <laughs> got a raise fuck it
9: yeah yeah And it's the same thing here in Georgia. It's like, it's Florida for us. Uh, We don't, we have to beat Florida, 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 Florida. And also you just can't lose to Georgia Tech because they're not even a football program, but Mm -hmm. it's Florida has been so insignificant for so long, uh, uncharacteristically Mm -hmm. that it's Alabama. It's like, all right, well, if we have a team that's good enough to go to the SEC championship or make a postseason run, And it's constantly Alabama that's staring us in the face and ripping our heart out in the last second. Mm -hmm. All right, well, I now fucking hate you. Like, I don't even give a shit about Florida anymore. You know, they're 6-6 and losing uh, by four touchdowns to Oregon State. Fuck them. They're not even relevant (laughs) to the conversation. That was,
5: yeah, Florida. Yeah, I mean, I think the way the season started, like Florida was ranked and they had uh, Richardson or whatever coming in their quarterback and people were like, Florida's going to be good again. And then, no, that didn't happen at all. I think that they just didn't show up at all. They were going out to Vegas. They were going to party and Oregon State, I think, was more excited to actually be in that game and it showed and they just won it easily. There was a
9: time recently where... Conference records and bowl games actually carried some pride with it. Yeah. yeah. And and the teams would go out to represent the conference. And yeah, it's right, me, right. me, 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 me.
10: Mm-hmm. Florida Florida didn't give a flying
9: fuck.
5: No, no, they did not.
10: Well, I mean, there's still that to the, ex- to the extent of it's, it's, I mean, I'm sorry, I, I hate to be a homer, but it's SEC and everybody else. Other mm-hmm. teams, if they're, if they're matched up against an SEC team, they want to win. Cause then they'll say mm-hmm. that we beat yeah, an SEC yeah. team. So you if know. you are an SEC team who just doesn't make the trip, you're a fucktard. Yeah. A hundred percent. Cause they're gunning for you. It's, it's their mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Uh, like, I'm sorry, like Missouri tonight. I mean, I don't know, maybe they were playing their hard I mean, they were only a six and six team, but still. I don't, I don't
5: think people even remember that Missouri is an SEC team because like,
10: really Yeah, I, I was going to mention, somebody had mentioned Oklahoma, and I was like, as a Boise State fan, none of my friends <laughs> knew who Boise State was in 2007, so when they beat Oklahoma in the Fiesta awesome. Bowl, they all uh, thought that I was a fucking savant. It's like, yeah, guys. I just knew. I just knew this team was going to be good. But I actually did know this team was going to be good because I was watching late night Thursday football because they were because yeah. they were playing in the WAC. And this was yeah. smart. Their AD yes. knew they would be the only people on television, so that's when they scheduled their fucking games. And I was well, like, like, getting, to, dude, I'm getting to watch Boise State every week. This is so fucking cool. I can't they, even watch UT every fucking week, but I can watch they, Boise State. They watching Hawaii ten- with
7: Colt Brennan. Mm-hmm. Those, those yeah. late, like small conference West Coast games, th- that was that was the shit, man. Uh, I hated
5: Hawaii. I thought they were such a joke. And then they got, didn't they get destroyed by Georgia? Yes, those... they did.
9: Yeah, oh, they did. I mean,
5: Hawaii
7: is playing a joke, against competition. Like, yeah. That's, you know, it, it was fun to watch. You know, well, that year Georgia appears. was
9: pissed. That year Georgia was pissed that they weren't uh, considered for a BCS championship because uh, we lost to Tennessee that year, I believe. Um and South Carolina, I think. But either way, uh, some very retarded losses that kept us out of it. And so we were we came into the game pissed to shit. But I gotta give Boise State credit because they pulled a Ted Turner where Ted Turner was like, Fuck it, I'll just create TV TB- You know, I'll put the Braves on TBS. I'll buy that team, and put them on my channel, and put it across the nation. Now everybody's a Braves fan. Yeah. And that's what they did on ESPN. They're like,
10: Fuck it. <laughs> However, I mean, Boisians- I have I've had people I've had people ask me all the time, like, how'd you, how'd you get into Boise state? Like you're from Tennessee. Everyone around you is a UT fan. I mean, and I watch UT. That's cool. And, I, and, by, the way, I, and by the way, I call them UT because I know that all the intellectuals in this room know that UT is in Knoxville, not fucking Texas. Uh, but anyway, yeah, but anyway, uh, Boise, like I remember people saying like, why do you like Boise state so much? And uh, I mean, and other than a few big games, I was like, you watch this team on TV and yeah, they ball out. They do trick plays. That's all fun. But they but they do lots of little things. They've got a bunch of two stars that are super disciplined. Their yeah. guys are not going into the draft early, so they're playing a lot of upperclassmen. Uh, they're doing a lot of motioning and shift. You know, they're they're doing kind of a a little bit of a spread type offense at a little early stage in the evolution, and they're doing a lot of multiple tight ends, lots of motions, lots of cadence. And I remember the, the announcers would always say, gosh, isn't it so interesting to watch this team do this? I can't believe they're so disciplined. And I used to reply, well, why isn't your team doing that? Are they fucking retarded? Does your coach not work very hard with his players? I mean, I, you deserve to lose T. to this team. That's, yeah, that's
9: that's the excuse. Well, no, they have a sincere attraction to them where it's they're playing for the love of the game. They know that the majority of the team is not going to go to the league they're not opting out. Like you said, they're not opting out early. They're not going up there for NIL deals. They're doing it because they want to play the fucking game, much like uh, what North, uh, North Dakota State is now. And the school yeah. I went to was a one uh, A school when I was there, uh, Georgia Southern. And we were winning <laughs> natties in the early 2000s with our Adrian Peterson um, just running all over people. And there was something about going to those games. You'd, they probably weren't even televised, even if it was like a playoff game. And you just loved it because you knew everybody on that field is playing football because they want to play football, but they're going to need that fucking degree because they're not making money playing sports. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and it makes it a little, it makes it a little more legitimate, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Some, some yeah. of them. Right?
5: I mean, North Dakota State at Carson Wentz, although he's kind of a joke at this point. But
9: I mean, well, Josh Allen came out of Montana, but it's the same feel, like Wyoming. those kind of schools
10: or Wyoming. Sorry. Yeah, but that's but we that is
5: an FBS night,
10: team. I mean, I've always, I've always been a homer for the small teams. I've always been like, even as a guy who grew up in SEC country and liked an SEC team, I always believed that we should have had a playoff. We should have had a bigger mm-hmm. playoff than four teams. I'm talking about we should have had a bigger playoff than four teams like 20 years ago. And of course, One Boise State. Boise yeah, State, said, like this yeah. is this is a stat that will almost never be replicated. Boise State had a senior class, so a four year class that went fifty and two.
6: <laughs>
10: that team should have been in a fucking game, like because yeah. then it becomes okay if our undefeated team can't get in, then let me just ask the room how many consecutive undefeated seasons must this team have to get in the game? And the four. answer was more than three because they didn't fucking get in. Yeah,
5: yeah but the level of competition they were playing.
10: Was- so they had to beat Oklahoma instead.
5: <laughs> well, they, it was... they got they got into the fiesta ball that year and i'm i'm guessing that uh oklahoma was probably in some situation in that one where they got left out when they thought they were gonna
9: be mm-hmm. in, but in, they like, were they the actually wanted to be something. there that they were trying oklahoma was giving it their fucking
10: all that, that was that was adrian peterson's last game yeah. Okay. And his last play as a Sooner was their first first down play in overtime, and he ran a touchdown on first down, and right. then he never saw the field again because Boise State did Boise State things. Yeah, And, sometimes and they went for two because they had big balls and didn't just show up to play.
5: Yeah, and sometimes you misassess, like, motivation as well. Like, when the game starts, it'll be like, you know, some teams will be like, what well, you know, they'll still be like, we can't lose to this team, basically, and they will that was when Boise State on.
9: still had uh, Coach Peterson, right?
10: Yes, when they had, when, yeah. yeah, when they had Coach Peterson, who took over for the guy who went to Colorado, um, and they had Jared Zabransky as their as their QB. Well, because w- what's interesting is, is it's one of those things where, in hindsight, you you realize now why things were the way they were and you didn't know it then. Boise yeah. State does have players in the NFL now. And so it's like in hindsight, you realize, well, if I had known then that they had a handful of future NFL players, now it makes sense why they're beating the fuck out of Fresno State.
9: Well, wasn't Kellen Munn their, uh, their quarterback when they were – didn't he go through Boise State? Kellen Moore was like one of Kellen their...
10: Moore was the quarterback yeah. uh, after the, the – the year after they beat Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl was the start yeah. of the Kellen Moore era. And they yeah, went to the they... Fiesta Bowl a couple more times in that same yeah. era. Is yeah, and he, he
9: now the offensive or quarterback yeah. coach or offensive coordinator for the Cowboys? Yeah, he is. Yeah. I
5: think so. Yeah. I mean,
9: that, that kind of tells you everything. It's like something yeah. was fucking going on in Boise. And it was obvious. And yeah. going back to what you were saying, Alan, it took them multiple undefeated seasons to get to that Fiesta Bowl. So by the time they got there, I knew that they were good. I think the rest of the country realized it that day. But I hope that the 12 team playoff presents more games like that. Mm-hmm. Because we haven't had it since then, and that was what 06, 07, 08 something like that.
10: Well, it's it was the time that I really started to learn a lot about college football, the business versus the game. Like for instance, uh, a lot of people don't realize a lot of out of conference games; those are just simply negotiated by athletic directors from respective schools, and yep. so you can't. So a lot of people like your your typical. Uh, your your virgin Alabama fan would say, "Well, Boise State doesn't play anybody, therefore they don't get my respect." <laughs> well, okay, but, but, but Boise State tries to get people to play them, and they say no. Because true, they don't, yeah. don't want to have to fucking play them. Why would I take on a top 10 out-of-conference game when I could play Austin P or MTSU or some bullshit like that? Yeah,
2: it's like after Appalachian State beat Michigan that year, Appalachian State went through a rough patch of, for the next couple of years where they couldn't get big games because everybody was worried they were going to come in and beat their ass. Like, I, so going I'm, to Murray a State, similar thing Murray happened to my hometown's money. college as well,
7: like uh, Murray GMU.
2: Murray got paid a lot of, mm. play, a lot of money to go to Wisconsin and absolutely get their ass just run over every year. Mm -hmm. Like, that. there was – like, being part of the athletic program uh, there at the school, like, that money didn't just go to the football program. Like, that got spread out the way that they did stuff at Murray. So, like, that, that, those big games where the, you know, week one, week two, Murray is traveling to these big Big Ten and SEC schools and just absolutely getting run into the ground. Those were good games because we made – we you know, we made a lot of money off of those games.
10: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, so like for instance, of course, with Boise State being in Idaho, it made sense geographically for them to play like Pac-10 at the time, now Pac-12 teams. Um, when the conference realignment happened, you know, Utah got to go to a major conference, uh, TCU got to go to a major conference, but nobody wanted Boise state because from a money standpoint, that TV market is Washington and they already had Washington. So they don't need Boise state financially and why they don't want more. None of these guys want competition. They want money. And so they don't want Boise State in their conference because their football team's good and their basketball team's so-so. They, they want money, and they don't have any money to offer. But yeah. they did get they did schedule some Pac-10 teams back in those days. They scheduled, and this was another thing. Boise State would only schedule a home-and-home. Home. Like, you can call it ego, hubris, whatever, but they wanted a home-and-home. Home. If we come to play you for your fucking homecoming, you have to come play us on the blue field. Well, surprise, surprise, all the big schools said, nah. we're just You come play us, we'll pay you whatever, otherwise fuck off. Mm-hmm. The only schools that would were a handful of Pac-10 teams. Oregon scheduled a home-and-home. Oregon State scheduled a home-and-home. And you know what? Boise State went 4-0 and in those games. And so then when Boise State, because Urban Meyer was there, I'll never forget this. I'm, not, I'm no Urban Meyer fan, and I'm sure as fuck no Florida fan. Boise State went to Florida and said, let's schedule a home-and-home. They just got done with Oregon and Oregon State. And Urban Meyer said, fuck no. And and I, mean, I I understand Urban Meyer's thinking. Why would I take on additional risk? I just need to get right. through the SEC, and I get an automatic ticket to the to the to the dance. So I'm not going to play Boise State. But just the argument I'm making is is that the system is set up that way. So it's not it's not Boise State doesn't play anyone. It's no one will play them, and they can't get out of their conference.
9: Yeah. Well. And. Uh, speaking directly to that, it, not a home and home, but Georgia played Boise State in Atlanta, which was basically a home game mm-hmm. for Georgia to open the season. I think in 2010 or 2011, mm-hmm. and it was one of the major cracks in the foundation in the Mark Rick. Uh, you know, it, it's it's one of the first things that started to open the door on his way out.
10: Yes. Uh, you, I, yeah, I was just about do that. I was going to say they they played twice. Georgia beat Boise State handily earlier like in the decade and then when they rematched in the mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A game or whatever, Boise State beat them and then it was like, "Oh, well." Because it did two things. One, it hurt Mark Rick, and two, it told everyone else don't schedule Boise State. Fuck that. Well, and if you look at Nick Saban, he's openly admitted and said it's part
9: of his strategy. He does not yeah. take out-of-conference road games. And the right. Texas mm-hmm. game this year is exactly why. Even if you want to say Alabama is one of the four best teams in college football this year, you may or may not be correct. I think overall it was a down year for college football. I don't think there's any uh, – you, you take whoever wins the Natty this year and just let them face uh, the 2019 LSU team or the 2012 Alabama team. They're getting smoked. They're getting fucking boat raced. Uh, this is just a down year for college football. But even if you think Alabama is one of the four best teams, they had a one-point win on the road to Texas. Uh, and yeah. there's a reason why Saban doesn't take, and it's smart, it's preservation mm-hmm. for his brand to not put his team in jeopardy like that, because you're still dealing with college age kids, putting them mm-hmm. on the road in a hostile environment, no matter what the crowd size is, uh, yeah. just somewhere different. It, you're, it's a coin flip. And if your career is go undefeated, you can't take that risk.
10: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, like I said, I totally get it, but this is also just more fuel on the fire of this is why you have to have an expanded playoff because then there's yeah. no excuse for a team not to go in and do a hundred percent with say a Boise state or what is it? Tulane this year, Tulane, yeah, Tulane would, versus Tulane versus Tulane would have been like, there's, there's <laughs> no, there's no reason for those teams not to go all the way with someone like Tulane this year. If it that was an playoff. this year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I,
5: I already have money on
9: Tulane in that one. So oh, shit. Mm-hmm. See, I knew, to- I knew Toad was smart. Don't listen I, to anything uh, I just said about his Mizzou
8: pick.
5: <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, again, it's motivation. Like, I think USC, like, pretty much thought they might be able to get in, and they were in the top four towards the end there. And then they lost the Pac 12 championship, and that was kind of it. I think uh, Tulane, like, this might be their biggest game in team history, right? Like,
9: pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, well, motivation since, like, is, the 70s.
5: The motivation is on the uh, Tulane side in that one, I would have to say.
9: Tulane's well coached. Their old coach is a former coach at Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern's is one of those mid mid majors or whatever that uh, coaches come to build their their brand to get hired on by a bigger program, and that's what Tulane has. So they have a solid coach. He's not a show pony like Lincoln Riley, so they could easily go in there and upset some some Trojans. Yeah.
5: Well, the line uh, was sitting at two and a half. I don't know if it ever hit three, but I took the two and a half. Uh, obviously it would have been better if there was a three and I took it, but the two and a half, it just looks like, like, why would they put the line at two and a half? Like everybody's going to bet USC. So at two and I a half. I,
10: I just have to ask because he looks depressed over there. Justin, what's Mississippi state going to do now, buddy? Mm. What, what are we doing?
5: I bet on them too. Uh, they, uh,
2: they, they put the head assistant in charge. I think he'll be okay. I'm not,
10: but I mean like next year, who's, what, what are For we doing?
2: Year, yeah.
10: Yeah.
5: Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's
2: stay uh,
9: away from Todd Munkin, you fuckers.
5: <laughs> but Mississippi State,
2: I this... want to
9: keep him as my OC until Kirby retires.
5: Yeah, but in it's going
2: to take. A, game... It's probably going to take a couple years to figure out what direction the team is going to go with. With that kind of an unexpected loss, of
10: they should hire like Butch that. Jones.
6: Yeah.
5: In the bowl brick, game. Like year, brick
6: <laughs>
10: I think I that uh,
5: the Mike Leach uh, death, I think is a huge motivator in this bowl game this year. Like, I think they're going to want to show up and win for yeah. him. You know what I, I mean? I fucking hope so.
9: He so, deserves it. Uh,
5: I took Mississippi state plus one and the line was at like two before the death happened. And then of course, immediately it dropped to one, but I expect Mississippi state might actually be favored by the time the game actually happens. Like, I don't understand why either team would be motivated in that game outside of the death situation, because it's, I think it's a bowl game. That's after the playoff games happen. Yeah. Like it's in that no man's land between the Gen new year's balls and the
9: championship. I think.
5: Yeah. Like no, like who's going to even be watching that game. Like Look, no I one
9: will one. be, it's a day off for me. I'll be yeah. watching that. shit. Oh I, well, yeah.
6: I'm, and
5: I'm there's a, there's a, well, yeah.
9: but, there's a track record here where like, I'll never forget as a Falcons fan, I was born into it. I didn't choose it. This is how this works by the way, but I'm a Falcons fan lifelong. And I'll never forget the first game in the Superdome post-Katrina against the fucking Saints. And they played like undefeated Super Bowl champ. They played like the 72 Dolphins on her ass. Almost like it was predetermined. But they were motivated. They were representing more than just the logo on their helmet. They were representing the whole fucking city and uh, you know mm-hmm. wanted to prove that W really didn't care about black people. And so in a way, <laughs> the Saints proved Kanye right. And nah. I would, you would think that would make me like the Saints, but I can't get over that hump.
6: Yeah,
2: (laughs) I think that's a good spot to wrap up. (laughs) Let's wind it down. We've been going for three hours. Who's they
10: though? We have covered
2: everything (laughs) from COVID to. Television, uh, Christmas movies, sports ball—we have done it all tonight. We got really
5: niche, yeah. I think, uh,
9: yeah. We this we covered this. (laughs) Can that be the thumbnail for the Christmas video? Well, that was
7: already covered.
5: We talked about everything except Christmas, actually.
10: Hey, no, we talked about Christmas episodes. We're good. this is, you guys should come to my live show next year. I'll take everyone on a tour. You know, this was started 40 minutes down the street from where I live in Pulaski, Tennessee. So I was going
7: to, I I wanted to come because I don't live that far from you. But uh, we went to Florida, went to the beach instead.
9: Oh, it, oh, son of a bitch.
7: <laughs> the bay didn't line up right, sorry.
5: Yeah, well, yeah, Alan I, even has the uh, the late night show uh, look there, like completely down.
7: So. Yeah.
10: Cause yeah. I yeah, cause I don't. I quit doing a libertarian podcast like three years ago. I started doing a late night show because libertarian <laughs> podcasts are gay. Oh,
7: I like your I like your name, man. Been following yeah. you for a while now.
10: Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm, like I'm so your, glad I like that I could match. I could be here so Justin can platform me and my racist <laughs> views.
1: <laughs> you, can See, sell, normally... you can always go sell my coffee if you want. I'll yeah, platform you. Yeah.
5: Your show was
9: normally. I
2: don't normally platform racism on this show. I save that for the morning show. But
10: nobody has said the gold standard in so long now. The the gold standard was back when I did respectful things, and I had people like Ron Paul and Jeff Dice and Lou Rockwell, Tom Woods. Well, Tom Woods has been on. It's too late. So don't don't let that weasel fuck get away from that. But Uh, no, I we 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 used to have respectful shit on the gold standard, and then from between episode ninety four to. Ninety-five. It yeah. morphed into, check this out, faggots, and it's it's <laughs> never closely. been the same since. <laughs>
5: so, it morphed into uh, my podcast then. Is what you're but
10: but for some reason, Tom Wood still comes on though, but not Ron Paul. So I'll let you decide what that means mm. <laughs> for, for yourself. Tom's a yeah. cheat.
7: Tom's well, cool.
2: Everybody, give your plugs. Speaking of which, be sure to uh, and be sure to show up for Alan's live show next year. That was a lot of fun.
10: Justin was there. All you guys are losers compared to Justin. He was there. <laughs>
1: I even brought my son. I went yeah. to the Tom Woods one, but I'm, I'll go to yours next time. Oh,
10: I, I went, went to the Tom Woods one as well. Yeah, like I went that. to the Tom Woods one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When he... is your live show, Alan? Uh, the annual live event, I think, is going to be June 3rd again next year. So it'll be like Saturday, June 3rd is going to be the time. Uh, we're still working. the, the venue, I pr- I probably know where the venue is, but it'll be announced in January. I mean, we got like six months to go but it's it's going to be june 3rd area
7: south
1: it's of.
10: south of nashville so i'm originally from columbia okay. tennessee which is where president oh, james I k polk is. is so if you're a statist there's something for you to do <laughs> um we also have the confederate museum at elm springs is here because that's kind of what we're about you know obviously um and then uh, and then it's too late those are the three things you can do here is you can go to a president's house and then you can go to a confederate museum and then you can go to see you it's too late that's it i need some overpriced spicy chicken
5: mm. yeah it's uh polk is uh, one of the uh, presidents who expanded the territory of the u.s the most isn't
10: he yeah mm. he didn't nice. care for brown people weird weird thing about us <laughs> down here i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't right. i don't talk like this on my show only on justin's show oh yeah i know no, Nash-
9: nashville isn't far from atlanta i'll fucking be there
10: yeah, well, I'm clo- yeah, I'm closer to you than than you are to Nashville. So there you go. It's like three and a half hours.
9: Nice. Next, who we got?
2: Stephen, pitch your coffee.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Buy my coffee. Foxandsons.com. There you go. All right. There's the electric boogaloo. Oh, yeah.
2: Toad, what you got?
1: Uh
5: at Tower Gang Toad on Twitter. I do the Tower Gang podcast, which is. Offensive comedy. It's a group of libertarians. We don't really talk about politics at all at this point. Speaking of Tom Woods 2000, we had a uh, story that was told about something that happened uh, at the event on our uh, episode last night that we haven't talked about yet. That was a ridiculous episode, a ridiculous story involving me. Uh, So check that out. That's Wednesday nights. It's myself, Fat Dave, a.k.a. Cole, uh, Jose Galasson, Clint Russell from Liberty Lockdown and Top Lobster and sometimes Reed Coverdale. We have a million hosts. 9-11 p.m. every Wednesday. Tower Gang. Check it out. Jim.
9: All right. Uh, thanks for having me on again, Justin. This is three nights in a row. we got to stop seeing each other. It's starting to get weird. People are asking questions. But um, I guess you can...
2: Especially. She's like, you don't even love me anymore. You just
9: want to spend time <laughs> talking to Jim. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I have that effect on people. What can I say? But if uh, if you want to hear more of this dumbass uh, voicing, even dumber things, you can check out Ignore the Rant podcast, where uh, we put out episodes infrequently, very much not on a schedule. We just released one this week, though, um, and we talk about everything from FTX to Kanye to, well, uh, what we talked about tonight, uh, what makes up a Christmas movie, and uh, I have a very racist co-host that likes to say the N-word from time to time, and, well... You'll you'll see, uh, so give that a listen. If you hate yourself, and uh, uh, you can prove it by following me on Twitter, because I don't do anything on that godforsaken website. So, uh, aspiring midwit on Twitter, give it a shot.
7: J Forte, I'm just some asshole on the internet that like vaguely knows about you guys. You can follow <laughs> me if you want. <laughs>
2: uh, proving the point that I will literally invite anybody on here
7: if they just say, "Hey, I'll come on." I mean, you can follow me on Twitter at DJ Forte, but it, I, I'm uneventful. Sometimes I shit post. I'm I'm mostly low key.
9: Fan I don't know where the gang. I don't know where the bar is, Justin. Yeah. But is my goal to lower it every time I come on anything you're on? And I think I accomplished that tonight. Thank you. Well, also That's sure my Christmas gift out, to you. Uh,
2: be sure to go check You're out welcome. the 2-Bit Podcast, which ha- which uh, we had Mark and Jason both on earlier in the show. You check out Trey50Daniel. Did I miss anybody else? Do we have anybody else that joined us during the, the evening? Uh, mm-hmm. You can check me out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at 730 Central for the morning after. And uh, Imagine. Every-
10: Imagine doing three shows a week in the morning. Jesus Christ, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> he's a sadist. Uh,
2: that is that is. And shout accurate. out to
9: Spud if she's still in the in the chat. She's That's stuck on the whole time. Yeah.
2: And then uh, you can check me out every Wednesday evening at seven p.m. At least on the Wednesdays that I'm not working, uh, where I'm get on with Jim and uh, from time to time, though Bishop, Buck Johnson, Matt Erickson, and Mark Metz, and we talk about sports. Uh, And that is Clock Management. Thanks, guys. This has been a lot of fun. This is everything I hoped from a Christmas extravaganza. Absolutely no Christmas and a whole lot of (laughs) extravaganza. Uh, I will catch you all next time.
9: Hail Mosley and praise Jesus. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.